I am Optimus Prime, and you're listening to Kaiju Weekly, featuring Travis and Michael with special guest Ben Magnet of the Fake Nerd Podcast. Autobots, transform and roll out! everybody and welcome back to another episode of kaiju weekly the weekly podcast that introduces you to the wide world of giant monster movies i am your host travis and with me as always is my co-host michelle hamilton oh boy it feels good to be out of the basement this week i know i know we were locked in the basement uh were were we in the basement or or were we in the closet Maybe oh, we're definitely were. in the basement. No one, no, <laughs> no one here is in the closet. I, I, can, I guarantee you that no one in here is in the closet. Uh, I don't know how many of the, how much of this is going to make it into the episode at this point. I guarantee you most of this will make it into the episode because oh, you know, God. We're, just, we're just a couple. There, forget it, forget it, forget it. I'm nope. I'm doing, I'm doing good, Travis. I'm not going to continue this joke any longer. <laughs> we have a very special guest with us who is immediately regretting uh, accepting our invite to be on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh we have we have ben from the fake nerds podcast how are you doing ben i'm oh man i'm not regretting a single thing right now oh <laughs> uh, i am are, not regretting a single thing we are a little loopy today and today is going to be kind of a fun one <laughs> Man, speak for yourself. I've had a nap today. I have not. I am tired. (laughs) I woke Uh, up an hour ago. Yeah, that's usually how I am. I work overnight, so I'm usually (laughs) like sleeping until two or three (laughs) o'clock. Oh, Uh, I I, I do the same thing. I have I'm like the evening night shift. So I come on my on my base. Basically, on my workday, I don't come home until one o'clock in the morning. And that's on a good day. That's on a day where I do my full eight hours and I don't have to worry about overtime. Oh, wow. Yeah, I've I've been there. I've worked that shift. I start my uh, nights usually about midnight and I get home about 6 a.m. And that's uh, six days a week. So uh, used to be seven. Now it's only six. Um, So, yay. (laughs) But uh, yeah. So um, but before we get any further along, uh, Ben, do you want to let everyone know a little bit about yourself who may not be familiar with the Fake Nerds podcast or uh, or familiar with you? Sure. So as as uh, Travis said, my name is Ben Magnet. I am one of the uh, I am one of four co-hosts of the Fake Nerd podcast, a weekly podcast where we just talk about films, movies. Well, those are the same thing. I don't know why I said that twice. <laughs> Comic books, video games pretty much a plethora of nerd stuff i don't know when this is going out but um on the time of this record of the uh, the time this recording our scheduled show is we're reviewing the netflix movie the mitchells and the machines but besides big nerd podcast we have a whole bunch of other shows on our youtube channel and our audio feed i do uh base arcade and base arcade pause menu which is a let's play show and a video game essentially video game podcast where i just get some friends over to talk about video games brandon has a whole yeah, Brandon has a whole bunch of stuff. He just launched a conversation on his on or not on his on our uh, audio feeds as well. 
and we got a whole bunch of stuff. So go ahead and check us out at on on YouTube. We have a website, fakenerdpodcast.com. Links to our YouTube are there. Links to our Patreon are there. Links to our merch store are there. So pretty much everything you want for, for fake nerds, go to fakenerdpodcast.com. That's what I do. And yeah, I'm also I, I'm a huge fan of giant robots, and that's what I was brought on here to do. So let's talk about giant robots. Yeah. Well, here's the old bait and switch. Here's the old bait and switch, Ben. We're not going to be talking about giant robots today. We're actually going to be talking about giant rabbits. Oh, Night of the Lepus. So, um... <laughs> <laughs> okay. I forgot to ask before we do. Is swearing allowed on this or no? Uh, we are. No, it's family. fine. Just go ahead. Just go. <laughs> No, I'll, we I'll are a family-friendly podcast, <laughs> but I can cut it out. So if it's if you if you let it out, that's fine. <laughs> no, I I can watch I can watch myself. Okay, I usually Although tell our guests beforehand. I meant to. I I'm really really behind on everything this week. <laughs> it's all good. I'm the only one that likes to sneak in a blue word every now and then. So Michael is the worst about censoring himself on the podcast, and he is the co-host of this podcast, so he knows better. Well, uh, it's because Travis, it's because I get so damn excited. I just kind of just go yeah, off I, on these weird. Yes, because we all know how much you love Clifford. We've all seen the photo of you in the Clifford hat. <sighs> Okay. Uh, if he wasn't gonna bring it up, I was. So <laughs> well, I know that. Okay, so just to just to guarantee that, just Gary, just making sure that that does not make it into the podcast. <laughs> Yes, let's get into the news for this week. And before this gets more off the rails, Travis, let's just cue the beady beady. We're going to cue the beady beady. All right, so starting with the first bit of news, we have an announcement that uh, the second issue of Kaiju Ramen is officially out. I didn't put it in the show notes, but yeah. Um, so the second issue is officially out on our website, kaijuramenmagazine.com. It's only available on digital right now. The printed copies are coming soon. They will be here yep. soon. Yep, we got the we got the proof back from the printer uh, a couple days ago, and they're pretty quick about about getting them all printed up and turned around to us. So yeah, we should have printed copies available on the site. Uh, I'm hoping around the time. Well, I don't know around the time this episode comes out. Would you say or later? later than probably this episode comes out okay uh, gotcha yeah probably a little bit later probably it'll probably be a couple of weeks um probably middle of the month towards the middle of the month is when they'll be available uh but yeah they are on the way uh and so if you haven't seen all of our social media tweets about the newest issue of kaiju ramen you are in for a treat especially if you like the first issue because the second issue is a huge upgrade on the quality and it looks absolutely fantastic the artwork is fantastic the cover art by chris gonzalez is amazing the entire issue is godzilla versus kong themed 
and it includes a discussion about the viewing experiences with theater versus streaming on HBO Max. Uh, we have a review of the movie. We also have a, a deep dive into the fear of the machine uh, talking about Mechagodzilla specifically. And uh, we also have a, a scientific look at Skull Island and so much more. An interview with Odin Makes from YouTube who's making his own uh, Mechagodzilla suit. It, it's just, it's an absolutely fantastic issue. It is bigger and better with more stuff in it than the first issue. So if you enjoyed the first issue of Kaiju Ramen, definitely go to the website, check out the second issue that's available now. Yep, it's fantastic. And Super so proud of it. And so moving into the first actual bit of news, uh the Daimajin tr uh, trilogy is being released on Blu-ray as a collection from Arrow. And uh, Michael, me and you are really familiar with the Gamera trilogy, or not Gamera trilogy, but the Gamera set that came from Arrow. Looks like they're doing something similar with Daimajin. Uh, this includes high definition, lossless original Japanese and dubbed English audio, uh, optional English subtitles, illustrated collector's 100-page book, postcards featuring during the featuring the original Japanese artwork for all three films, reversible sleeves, and newly commissioned artwork by Matt Frank. The Arrow just proves that they do not hold back when it comes to their set. No, no, they don't. And I'm just gonna. I, I want to. I'm just gonna say. I already. I priority. I'm getting tongue tied. Damn, words are shoot. Words are hard. Um, I've already pre-ordered it. Pre-ordered it. I pre-ordered it the day that it came out for availability. Uh, I actually got mine from Diabolic DVD because a little birdie told me. Well, little birdie was Danny Demena. Told me that when he ordered his Gamera set from Diabolic, he actually got his like a week or two earlier than everyone else. So uh, I think this is supposed to be out in July. I think yes, uh, uh, it is. You can pre-order it now um, at different places, uh, like you said. Uh, but it is coming out in July, and just. I mean, we've we've had the the Gamera set, we've had the the Tremor set, where we have the Daimajin set. It just seems like Arrow, Arrow is the place to go for fantastic monster related Blu-ray sets. Yeah, definitely like genre pop culture uh, related stuff. Uh, but they're they've been they've really 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 done well with their releases lately. Um, and this set looks amazing. Uh, I'm sure that they'll probably, I'm, I'm assuming they'll probably come out with just a normal set without the extra stuff like the poster and the retrospective book, uh, yeah. later on, because they do have, they do have the regular Blu-ray of trimmers and they have the regular, uh, uh, non, not so special set of the Gamera stuff. So I'm sure we'll get a regular version of this, I guess. I don't know how many times I'm going to say regular in, in, a, in, three sentences but anyway <clears throat> hold on ben, let me and i can start keeping track for you that's yeah, fine yeah uh, ben, ben do you have any interest in this set have you picked it up or will you i have pick it no up? idea what you're talking about oh, okay. <laughs> well uh I do, okay I so you said gamera 
And Brandon, my one of my co-hosts on the Fake Nerd Podcast, he's been wanting us to get into the Gamera movies because he loves those movies. He watched, you should. Uh, yes, he watched the Gamera trilogy, and the only time I knew, I knew Gamera existed was when Death Battle did a Godzilla versus Gamera episode oh, for wow. their show. <laughs> yeah, that's the only. T- that's all I know about. All, all I know about Gamera is that he's a giant turtle and he's the protector of children. That that's it. Well. Yeah, uh, Daimajin is a giant deity in feral Japan that kills feudal. bad people. Feudal Japan. Oh, feudal um, Japan. Yeah, yeah. Feudal he's Japan. a he's a giant statue that comes to life to uh, to protect and and destroy. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's from the same company that did uh, Gamera. Uh, they only ever did two okay. giant monster properties. Uh, before they went defunct and that one of them was Daimajin. So yeah, it's a, it's, Hmm. it's an interesting, uh, it's, if you're not used to giant monster stuff or Japanese cinema, it can be kind of, uh, I don't know how to describe it. I guess it can be, it can take some getting used to. It could be a bit of a culture shock. Yeah. A little. Yeah, okay. it's a little, but if you're already kind of invested in, I would say if you're already invested in the in Japanese cinema and you enjoy stuff like uh, sword and sorcery fantasy stuff, you mm-hmm. probably would like Daimajin. Yeah, I probably, yeah. I probably would. Um, yeah, it's a cause... good healthy mix of like Godzilla and Seven Samurai. The next bit of news that we need to get into here is uh, some kind of sad news about Godzilla vs. Kong, because we know it had not been released in Japan yet, but now it's looking like it's going to be even longer before it gets released in Japan, because uh, Japan's cabinet office declared a state of emergency due to a fourth wave surge of COVID-19 infections. And because of this, Toho has responded by uh, closing nearly two dozen cinemas across Tokyo, Osaka, Kyoto, Hyogo uh, prefectures. So that means that there's no theaters open. There's nowhere to play any movies. And so Godzilla vs. Kong is postponed indefinitely. Uh, Do not know when they're going to open back up exactly and when the movie's going to be released, but they said to keep an eye on their website and they will announce the new release date on the site as soon as it is decided. I imagine if it's, I imagine if it's, if, if it's that bad over there, I imagine it will probably go to video on demand eventually before it'll even go to theaters. It probably will be a situation where it doesn't go to the theater at all. It, it might, it might be, it might be, um, this, yeah, it's, it's sad, which is, which is sad, but mm-hmm. at the same time, we would prefer people stay safe. Uh, continuing with the news, we have some news about another movie. The Meg two starts filming January, 2022. Uh, this was confirmed by Jason, Jason Statham. Now, I didn't realize this until somebody mentioned it to me, but uh, the Meg is actually based on a book. And the the book actually has a few sequels to it. So I wonder how close they are going to stick to the book. I've heard that the the movie, their first one, didn't stick at all to the book. So I wonder how closely they're going to stick to it. That's what I heard. Yeah. 
Oh, I can confirm, gentlemen, because uh, Sparks, um, one of my co-hosts on Fake Nerds, he is a huge fan of those books. Oh, he wow. loves the books. We even got the we even got the author on the show for a quick interview once. Oh, nice. And yeah, those because yeah, right after the movie, right after we saw the movie, we asked him. And I think I'm pretty sure that review is still up on our uh, feed too. Um, you can like dig in our in the backlog to find it. And we asked him, "Is like, hey, is this like pretty accurate to the book?" And he's like, "Nope, <laughs> not even close." <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, it's been a long time because I only saw the Meg the one time in the movie theater. I haven't thought about it since. So when when I hear that they're making a sequel, I'm like, okay, yeah, I yeah, I mean, uh, I have the first one. <laughs> I have uh, you've never watched wait hang on you've never watched the Meg no really? I haven't watched the Meg okay. I'm not a big fan of shark the shark uh, movies all that much other than Jaws like I, I like Jaws that's that's about it but you told me no you told me that five headed shark attack was your favorite movie <laughs> I actually watched a documentary about the guy. Uh, or the co- the the company that did the animatronics for Five Headed Shark Attack. Um, so uh, oh, nice. Okay, that's, that's interesting. I, I Ben, you may not know this, but because uh, I've mentioned it on the podcast a, a few times, but especially on social media, I I'm weird with my movie like picks. I love monster movies, and I will watch the heck out of monster movies. But uh, like, I don't like James Bond movies. I'm I don't like the lord of the rings movies but i will watch the heck out of a documentary about fried chicken um yeah so i, I will watch the meg at some point for the podcast uh because i do want to cover it at some point i just haven't gotten around to watching it i'm like i said i'm not yeah, I'm not a huge fan of these movies but anyway uh moving on for uh some other news we have some news that adam wingard may be in early talks to direct a new monsterverse film this comes from the hollywood reporter not surprising since Godzilla vs. Kong has made a bank um, relative to... <clears throat> yeah, it just makes sense, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it makes absolute sense. Uh, ben, do you have anything you want to say about this? Uh, I'm just glad that we're still doing more Monster Movie first stuff because all we knew after Godzilla vs. Well, we didn't know anything after Godzilla vs. Kong. We just knew it was coming after King of the Monsters. So the fact that we're getting more Monster vs. stuff, I'm all for it. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, the fact I'm that like, they give me are... that sweet Godzilla and Kong. Give me those Godzilla and Kong movies, baby. Just give, just inject that into my veins. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's 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 what I'm happy to hear. That it just it seems like because of the success of Godzilla versus Kong, the MonsterVerse is continuing in film form, and I'm happy. Whether Adam Wingard does it, whether somebody else does it, I'm just happy the movies are continuing in some form. Um, moving on. Same to here, because the... we were very because. Oh, oh no, sorry. I was ahead. just gonna say because Brandon, especially, he was very nervous that if Godzilla versus Kong didn't do well, then that could be the last of the MonsterVerse films. And we—that's well, what we all assumed, really. Yeah, and mm-hmm. we don't want that. We want more MonsterVerse films. But unfortunately, after King of the Monsters, because I went and saw King of the Monsters twice, I love that movie, mm-hmm. and and I was like, man, we were like praying for Godzilla versus Kong. But now that. I mean, pandemic notwithstanding, now that people are saying like, hey, Godzilla vs. Kong is doing very well. It's making a lot of money. It's like, good. This is going to tell Warner Brothers that we want more MonsterVerse films because we do. Yeah, yeah we definitely yeah, we definitely do. And it just it, it, it makes sense that they would go back to the well with Wingard because mm-hmm. as I would assume, I would assume after it's all after it's all over, 
it's probably safe to say that Wingard will probably be their most successful director in the MonsterVerse. Probably. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, Gareth Edwards was Gareth Edwards was great. Uh, 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 Vault Roberts Vault Roberts was was great too uh, because of Skull, uh, because of Skull Island. There we go. <clears throat> Tongue twister again. And um, Michael Daugherty did okay. I enjoyed King of the Monsters. It was a lot of fan service, but I get why people don't like it. But given the fact that uh, Godzilla vs. Kong has seen sort of this um, extra love lately, it makes a lot of sense that they would go back to the well with uh, mm-hmm. Wingard. Yeah, yeah. Um, moving on to the next bit of news, the first trailer for Ape vs. Monster, which is a new Asylum film, <laughs> has been released. <laughs> Now, me and Ben were talking about this before, Michael, you got on the call. I don't like Asylum. I don't like what they stand for. And we don't usually talk about them on the podcast because of that. But we're going to review Eight versus Monster, though. Oh, God. But the trailer for this, it feels like they put work into this which is unusual for us. They did. Yeah. Yeah. It, it looks like they did put a lot of production behind whatever this ends up being, um, which it's one, it, it, it falls into their category of their mock busters. It's obviously a Godzilla versus Kong ripoff. Um, yeah. It's just what asylum does. They do out, they do other stuff outside of the shark movies. They do mock busters. Um, and they actually, it looks like they put some effort into at least the special effects, uh, from what I could tell. In fact, um, if I didn't, uh, this sounds terrible, but if I didn't take a nap today, uh, I was going to watch this movie instead just to get myself a good laugh, but I'm, <laughs> I probably will eventually watch it anyway. Cause it is available now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the only asylum movie I have seen, uh as far as the mockbuster ones are concerned is atlantic rim which was the ripoff of <laughs> pacific rim and i watched it and monster because... island no i didn't watch monster island i didn't watch monster island with uh carmen electra was oh. it wasn't carmen electra in that one i think yeah carmen electra was in that one yeah. yeah she's in a lot of asylum movies yeah i did not watch that one but um i watched the only reason i watched atlantic rim was because mystery science theater 3000 did an episode on it um so that's the only reason i watched that one but yeah no i'm not a fan of it but the this i watched the trailer because you forced me to michael and it's weird that they're weird that there's any kind of effort put into it like like oh oh and and my favorite my favorite 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 person favorite actor uh is in this movie Derek roberts who is uh you know he he was in the dark knight he was uh, or no yeah the dark knight he was falcone um he was uh, uh oh yeah he okay. was the master yeah, yeah, yeah. in in the doctor who movie uh in the 90s he was he's also julia roberts brother um i like him because he is in all of these really really god awful movies and somebody asked him, I think in an interview one time, why he does these movies. And he's like, they paid me to go to a, a, a random location film for a few days. And then I get to spend two weeks in whatever location in a, in a nice hotel. He's like, I'm going to, yeah, I'll, I never I mean, say. He says that he never says no to a movie, uh, to any uh, offer made to him because of that. 
Well, it's like I kind of respect least him. He's honest. Like, yeah, I, I respect at him least for that. Because <laughs> I'm like, who's to say neither one? Like, none of us wouldn't do the exact same things. Like, hey, would you like to go uh, to Bora Bora and film a god awful movie? Oh, you had me at Bora Bora. Okay, let's go. <laughs> I would totally do it. Yeah. Hey, if someone says like, "Hey, we're, you're gonna be in this super bad movie, but we're you're gonna be holed up in Hawaii for a month," are you okay with this? Like. Which yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, if you're it, paying I mean, me to go Hawaii, dude. Done. Exactly. Yes, my way through it. Mm-hmm. And and Derek Roberts is not a young guy anymore. You know, he's getting up there, and so the chance to go and and act in for a couple of days, and then spend a couple of weeks in a hotel in some exotic location. Sure, heck yeah, and get paid to do it. Like this, yeah. <laughs> so I just I have so much respect for this guy, even though he is in some of the trashiest films. But it's so great. It's just he's just I don't know. I have so much respect for for him for that. <laughs> uh, Travis, you- I may actually bring ape. I, I may actually bring ape versus monster to the table when we do our guilty pleasures month. You better. That is not a guilty. But that does not count as a guilty pleasure because you have not even watched <laughs> it yet. <laughs> You cannot yeah, wait a minute. By the time that, that rolls, by the time it rolls around, it could be a guilty pleasure. You have no sense of guilt in watching that movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Just like, well, the only asylum movie, the only asylum movie I have ever had any amount of guilt watching is Velocipaster, because that movie only exists to be a drinking game. I swear to God that what about the, what was the one that uh, and i know i did this a couple of weeks ago oh the what was the one the, with the yeah the, uh, uh no it was like zombie rex or zomb i don't know what it was called yeah um, something dead, like that dead dead rex and then there was another one like this not the sound of thunder but it sounds like the sound of thunder um oh, it doesn't matter let's move on um Let's move on to the next bit of news. Uh, so just a quick bit of news. I don't want to get into it into it too deep, but our friend Christian Gonzalez, who did the cover art for Kaiju Ramen issue two, now available on kaijuramenmagazine.com, uh, <laughs> has done a retailer incentive cover for Godzilla Monsters and Protectors number four from IDW. And that is just awesome that he actually got the chance to work yeah. for IDW doing some cover art. Yeah, it looks great. Um, I I don't th- I think this issue comes out when July, I think. Yeah. Um, I think so. So I'm going to probably try to grab this one just to support our friend Chris because he did such a fantastic job with Kaiju Ramen. So I want to help support him. But yeah, I'm probably actually going to probably wait for the trade copy of this of Monsters and Protectors to come out before I get the entire set, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, I it, it looks fantastic. Of course, Chris's artwork is amazing. Um, and uh, just the fact it's it's Biolante. It's Godzilla and Biolante on the cover just so great the use of color is so great i just yeah it's fantastic artwork and uh uh if you want to see more of christian's uh artwork go check him out on twitter i will link his uh twitter and his instagram accounts in the show notes but uh yeah also go check out kaiju ramen issue number two and see the cover art that he did for us it is fantastic uh michael 
Yes, Travis. Do we need to mention the Ed Hardy Godzilla march on the podcast? <laughs> well, I mean, kinda, because I'm sure that there are divorced dads out there with eight kids that would probably be into that kind of thing. But don't I mean, steal we my joke. Don't steal my joke. <laughs> Uh, sorry, done did. <laughs> yeah, um, so Ed Hardy. Um, I mean, my goodness, what a what a brand. Um, and then to mix Godzilla in there, I was I just said on Twitter, I was like, yeah, if you if you're a Godzilla fan, but you're also a divorced dad of eight with a a, a uncomfortably <laughs> young girlfriend. Um, <laughs> uh, Ben, do you have anything to say about? Ed Hardy or Ed well, Hardy Godzilla. <laughs> so I just looked up a shirt. And <laughs> I mean, okay, because I have tattoos. I don't know if you guys have tattoos, but I have tattoos. And the, as a tattoo designer, it kind of looks it looks pretty cool. But right. I do. But at first, when you said Ed, because you mentioned this earlier before we start recording, and I'm like Ed Hardy. Why does that sound so familiar? And then I looked it up, and I'm like, oh. That's yeah. why. Yeah, Ed Ed Hardy does sort of that American traditional style tattoo design work. Oh that yeah, was super popular years and years ago when I was in high school. I think I remember. Uh, I remember 2006. That was definitely a thing that happened. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, there was a lot of douchebags in school that had all that stuff. So, oh, I, I remember. Mm-hmm. I can vividly see a bunch of kids when I was in high school wearing Ed Hardy and a bunch of girls who were also wearing stuff and yeah they were acting like all the big shots and i was over on my side of the, of the campus like not giving them the time of day because screw those guys because they were jerks and douchebags and a-holes yeah. i was there with my motorhead t-shirt on just kind of keeping to myself yeah i was with i was with my group of friends and then uh later on in life i heard one of them went to jail oh wow. nice <laughs> fitting uh, a fitting was... end to a group of douchebags i um i was just thinking ed hardy is the lisa frank of of like high school douchebags um (laughs) anybody if you know what lisa frank uh no but at least lisa frank is wholesome exactly exactly okay you know what i i can't be i I can't be too hard on the ed hardy stuff because i can't remember specifically but i think i did own a few articles of ed hardy clothing like not like them because that's the thing ed hardy everything ed hardy was like super uh bombastic flamboyant Mm -hmm. and i can't remember if what i had was more subtle or not i can't i honest to god cannot remember but i think i had like maybe one or two things and they weren't big giant look at me Mm -hmm. uh articles but i i can't remember it's been so long like, I think I, I had some Ed Hardy cologne that I really liked. Growing yeah, that's up, what I was going to say. That I think about, the Ed Hardy cologne it. was good. Uh, that it, it was pretty good. But I think other than that, I don't think I had anything either. The last bit of news I want to talk about before we move into our main topic is the news that Jordan Vote Roberts, Vote, Vote, however you say his name, Vote Roberts, uh, is to helm Netflix's upcoming live action Gundam film coming from legendary studios this is kind of interesting because a jordan vote roberts did a great job with kong skull island he is a gundam fan 
getting a live action Gundam movie is kind of interesting altogether on its own. The fact it's going straight to Netflix Mm -hmm. is kind of interesting. And the fact it's coming from legendary is kind of interesting. Uh, So this news is just kind of like full of, full of nerdy goodness. Um, What do you guys think? Uh, Let's start with Michael and then we'll, we'll get Ben because I want to transition from Ben's into the main topic. Yeah, that's fine. I won't spend a lot of time here. I'm just going to say I will watch it when it comes. Uh, the the Gundam series sort of passed over me. Uh, I'm trying to get more into it, but, um, you know, I, I'll, I'll watch it when it comes out because it looks it looks super interesting and I'm sure we'll cover it. So that's all. I, it's really all I have to say about it. Yeah. Uh, ben. Oh, oh, I am. I'm stoked. I am super excited um, when we when we heard this news of about um, Gundam. Well, when Gundam was the, when they were making a Gundam movie, I'm like, cool, don't mess it up. When uh, Brian uh, Vaughn, when Brian K. Vaughn was uh, selected to write the script, cool, don't mess it up. Mm-hmm. Now that we have um, this, the director of Kong Skull Island, makes me happy because he knows how to do size and scale. Because Gundams are giant robots; these are big giant mechs. And they have weight to them. They have, they have, um, they have a man. What's the word? I want to say scale, but there's there's power in there, and I think that he can do a really good job. My only uh, kind of eh caveat to that was that it's coming to Netflix because I want to see this on the big screen. Mm-hmm. Now I did see Godzilla vs Kong. Um, unfortunately, I didn't go see it in theaters. I did watch it at home on HBO Max, but at the same time, this is coming to Netflix. And I do know that sometimes Netflix does distribute films to theaters every once in a while, and I'm hoping this they is do. Be, mm-hmm. and I'm hoping this is gonna be one of them that they pick because most of the times I feel that they pick the the Oscar worthy ones before um, before they would do a big bombastic the actual the actual fun movies yeah <laughs> the movies that actually people care about yeah but. <laughs> I'm I'm just glad that it's coming. I'm yeah. I I'm just hoping that they're not going to shove the entire Universal Century War into one movie because that is a long, that is a, what we know from anime films. You got you can't squish an entire series into one movie. You got to stretch that thing out. So, mm-hmm. but I'm yeah. excited. I'm looking forward to it. I just hope it. I'm as excited I am. I'm still cautiously optimistic because I've been burned before. <laughs> Same. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's. It's interesting that uh, I, I again I said it's interesting that it's Netflix. I like that Legendary is behind this because Legendary yeah. seems to care about the properties that they have, um, the way that they do. Well, also Godzilla. let's look at Legendary's pedigree when it comes to giant role, giant stuff. You have Godzilla, Pacific Rim, um, mm-hmm. both or both French. I mean. Pacific Rim, maybe not so much, but Pacific Rim still has giant robots fighting giant monsters. Right. right. Yeah. That yeah, and, is and the, what and I the love. Excellent that movie. series that just just aired on Netflix for that too. Um, Pacific yeah. Rim: The Black. So I haven't seen The Black, but I have heard great things about it. Yeah, um, it's really good. So I feel that legendary that and also um, uh, what was his name? The director? What was his name again? Uh, Jordan Vogt Roberts. Uh, Vogt Robert. Uh, jo- jo- yeah. Jordan Vogt Roberts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and since that Jordan Vaught Roberts is a Gundam fan, that just makes me happier that it's not just some random dude they plucked off the street and like, hey, make a movie about Giant Roberts. He's like, uh, what is this? You got someone who likes who loves Gundam and is like, hey, I like this stuff. I can do something with this. 
Yeah. Uh, the only thing that, that I think this news might be disappointing to people who like video games and video game movies um, is that this seems to be pushing back the um, Metal Gear Solid movie that Jordan Vote Roberts was mm -hmm. also uh, involved in. So yeah. I wonder, um, I wonder Ryan's how... Probably, Ryan's probably... <laughs> Ryan's really bummed about that because he has been of frothing at the mouth for a Metal Gear Solid movie and he's just like waiting for it. And I haven't I haven't really been waiting for a Gundam movie. I'm I was more on the side of like if they do it, they're probably gonna mess it up. And the more I hear about this like, ooh, maybe this this has potential. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that and that's really the the reason why we brought you on uh the podcast this week. Um for anybody who wasn't aware, I don't know if we mentioned it earlier, but um the may is our mech month um that it's where we talk about our giant robots our giant piloted robots and also autonomous robots and uh and we brought you on because the topic that we're talking about this week is our best and worst giant robots and mechs and we needed an expert in giant robots especially <laughs> gundam because neither one of us me or michael <clears throat> know very much i know some about gundam but not a lot and so we needed an expert to talk about gundam <laughs> oh gentlemen you gentlemen you flatter me <laughs> so yeah getting into the main topic um we're going to be talking about best and worst giant robots and mechs um we did put a call out onto twitter for people's uh, least favorite i i did specify least favorite because i figure with favorites you're going to get a lot of the same answers but i wanted to see right what people gave as far as their creative like what kind of creative answers people gave for their least favorite mechs or giant robots uh and so i just want to read out some of the answers we got real quick before we share our own um nick blackler who we just absolutely love uh, interacting with on Twitter, who also sent us a nice, funny video. Just absolutely hilarious. I was laughing so hard watching that video. Um, but Nick Blackler said, gotta go with Johnny Sacco and his flying hobo. <laughs> and he sent us and a picture. Said, and he sent us an image. Yeah. Yes. He sent us an image of, of Johnny Sacco and his flying hobo. The, the robot is is got the little bindle bag thing the bag on the stick and and a, and a, and a, and a like dirty top hat it's so great <laughs> it's so great uh then nathan our friend over from monster island film vault sent us he said i don't so much hate the robots as much as he hates the movie uh but talking about uh pacific rim uprising he says, these things move okay. like action figures and lack the weight and impact of the Jaegers in the original Pacific Rim. I'll give them credit for still having awesome names, though. Uh, and and I kind of agree with him on, on the Uprising Jaegers. The, the original Jaegers felt so heavy and like they had mass to them whereas these these ones from the from uprising from the sequel they were flying about like there was just nothing and and uh i didn't really enjoy it as much mm -hmm. yeah yeah i i i like uprising more than i than i can assume nathan does but i i think you're right there was no there was no weight to those jaegers in that movie yeah 
Um, yeah, um, it's I only saw the I only saw the movie once. Funny enough, there's a Gundam statue in that movie. I actually pointed that out when I saw. <laughs> it. I was like, just make a Gundam at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, now they are. <laughs> yep, now they are. They must have heard. There, there's some. There must have been some legendary executive at the Chino Hills Harkins who, when I pointed out, I was like, "There's a Gundam there." He's like, "Well, we got to make a Gundam movie." Some random dude in the movie said it. <laughs> Oh man, if 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 we had that kind of power to just yell things in the theater and did. somebody does it, whoa. <laughs> uh Jimmy from NASA sent us in an answer. He said two words, robot scrotum, devastator from Transformers oh. Revenge of the Fallen. Ah! <laughs> ignoring ignoring the fact <laughs> Ignoring the fact that none of none of the vehicles that merge into that version of Devastator had wrecking balls. Where did the wrecking balls come from? They they were only there for the joke, and that was it. It's such a fun. <laughs> Because you got these two ginormous wrecking ball, just dangly things. Just anyway, forget it. This I can, I'm, I can make so many jokes right now, but I'm not going to because you told me have to, we have to be family friendly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, we do. Uh, but I mean, like uh, I... this movie, this movie, Revenge of the Fallen. I like the, the all of the Transformers movies. The the design good. I I will uh, like. I'm not gonna. I don't want to get into a discussion on the movie quality, but you've got to admit that the design on some of these robots just look absolutely horrible. Oh yeah. Brandon hates those movies. Well, he doesn't hate the movie. He's, he's those are definitely not his favorites because his argument is they look like, uh, fighting, um, junk pop, like fighting junkyards. Yes. And he's right. Like, yes. I remember when they said, Hey, Devastator's going to be in the movie. I was freaking out. Cause I'm like, Oh my God devastator mm-hmm. he's one of the destructicons this is gonna oh man they're bringing the destructicons in oh man megatron died is this where how they gotta bring in galvatron are we gonna get mega or uh, are we gonna get um unicron the third film oh man i'm so excited and then i saw the movie and i was and i mm-hmm. tricked myself into thinking it was good but the more i think about it i'm like no this movie sucks yeah yeah it's uh i i still hold i and 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 Michael, you you'll be happy. I still hold to the fact that I think the first Transformers movie is a decent movie. Uh, not you know, it it's, is. it's not the greatest in the world, but it's it's a decent enough movie. I can look. I can admit that they do take a dip in quality the longer the franchise runs. Uh, I would say one is good. One is one is my favorite. Two sucks. Three is a lot better. I like. I love the action scenes in three. Yeah, the fight three, scenes. Three the fight scene in Chicago. I think that is. I three is fun. Four, uh, and then five. I'm just like, God, why? Yeah, yeah. Well, they I'm even gave at, up at that point. <laughs> yeah, but Bumblebee. But then I saw Bumblebee, Bumblebee, and Bumblebee was really good. I really enjoyed Bumblebee. Yeah, mm. uh, I have been a huge Transformers fan for so long. Um, I, I, you know, grew up watching the the old cartoon. Uh, grew up also watching Transformers Beast Wars. You know, I, I I have watched I have pretty much watched every Transformers series they have ever produced. Um, mm-hmm. And so 
when the, when we finally got to see the design for the robots for the transformers in the movies and you're right they do look like big junk piles because there there's there's so much going on that you can't your eye can't focus on any one particular thing there's nothing to draw your attention mm. in and be like oh there's the face oh there's the the body mm. there's it's just so much going on that it's just ridiculous especially for the decepticons the decepticons are worse than even oh, the autobots yeah. Yeah, the, some of the Decepticon designs are just bonkers. Like, when we first see Megatron, like, okay, cool, because Megatron is still a, um, he's still, like, when he changes, when he transforms, he's still in, in his um, Cybertronian form. He didn't, like, copy an Earth vehicle and take right. Earth vehicle characteristics like you see with the Autobots and, like, Starscream and a few, and Barricade. Mm-hmm. But there, I, there are definitely times where, like, the, the scene... I do like it when the act of transforming happens when you see like cars just like shift, they start to shift and transform as they're driving. I think that's cool, but there are times even when I'm watching um, the original transformers movie and there's a shot where it goes like underneath a bone crusher and he's transforming mid thing and you see Optimus transform and eventually it turns into a, a, I don't want to call it a combobulated mess, but there are times where it's like, where does all this stuff go? right yeah yeah and i i get that they were trying i that they kind of wanted to make them more alien because they are alien so they kind of wanted to make Mm -hmm. them more like alien so it's a little bit otherworldly in the way that they work but it just yeah the the design is just too busy like i said you can't focus on any Mm -hmm. anything in their designs um moving on though uh elijah shared us both his favorite and his uh least favorite elijah uh who's also hosts the uh kaiju conversations podcast uh he said his favorite is tetsuo's final form and tetsuo the iron man from 1989 i have not seen that but i know that he watched it fairly recently and really enjoyed it um so that's good uh his least favorite is mecha godzilla city now, Elijah, you told me when I was on your podcast that Mechagodzilla 2021 is your actual favorite Mechagodzilla. Did you lie? Well, that might, you lie be, to us, Charles? That might you... be his favorite Mechagodzilla, but his favorite robot slash mech in general. Well, I think he I think he even said he even said that that was his favorite mech in general. Huh? Well, I don't know. Elijah, you lied. Okay. You're a liar. You're a liar. Elijah did and lie. Your pants on yes. are, are on fire. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I figured, Michael, you would have a lot to say about Mechagodzilla City here at this at this point. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. Well, well, I'll have a lot more to say about Mechagodzilla City later. Okay. Okay. Wow. What um, is Mechagodzilla City? I have no idea what that is. So the in the Godzilla anime trilogy that came out on Netflix. Um, they're in the oh yeah say no more i know what you're talking about okay (laughs) uh yeah the old bait and switch i'm going to come out and say this right now because i'm going to beat michael to this um i don't hate mechagodzilla city (laughs) and that is a controversial statement for a lot of godzilla fans um but nathan can back me up on this because i know nathan also is it also doesn't mind it I don't mind the idea behind it because I think that's an interesting idea. 
I think the problem was they didn't market it in that way, and they made you think and believe that there was going to be an actual Mechagodzilla in the film, and then they didn't give you Mechagodzilla in the film. Well, they're there technically was an actual Mechagodzilla in the first movie. Right. But yeah, it was destroyed. I think it's been a lot. It's been, a yeah, while. but they, they never really um, showed it in, in action though. That's the thing. Yeah. They showed it kind of though. Mm, I think they only showed like a glimpse of it. Not really. Um, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't much. It was like they they only showed a little bit of it and like we didn't get a good view of it until like all the toys came out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um but the idea that oh this machine that was built to uh destroy Godzilla that was its primary function and it was left by to its own devices on the planet for thousands of years and so it just used its artificial intelligence to evolve and develop into, you know, something bigger, something, you know, more, I don't know. It just like it, it evolved, it evolved, it changed. It didn't stay, you know, a Godzilla. It, it changed into this big, massive city that was just built to kill Godzilla. And, uh, and I think that's mm. just the, the concept. The concept behind that is an interesting concept. But yeah, I don't hate the concept. I, I hate the execution. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm on the side of the the second, even though like most people really hate the second anime movie the most. Uh, it's actually my least uh, disliked of the three. I actually enjoyed it the most of the three. Hmm. Oh, OK. Because um, I like I said, I actually kind of liked Mechagodzilla City. I think the idea was good. Uh, Raymond Martin said it's just the sheer laziness of the design and execution. Even on a shoestring budget, Gary, the intern, could have done a better job. And he's referring to Robot Monster from 1953, which is just <laughs> a, this is a very iconic thing because like, like this this has been in all this has been featured in other movies and other things like this is a, a very very iconic sci-fi robot from the 50s it is a gorilla suit mm-hmm. with a astronaut kind of dome type helmet and two antennas sticking out the sides i'm looking at the picture it is silly it is so silly it is it is it is one of those pop not pop culture but it is one of those uh, uh, cult movie. It is one of those cult movies that people just seem to ironically or unironically love. Mm-hmm. And there have been a ton of toys and things made of this thing, and people seem to really love the design for some reason. I've I, seen the movie; it's not good. I mean, no, it's not. But but I mean, a lot of fifties sci fi movies weren't that great back then. Uh, so the I actually do like this design. I like this monster. This is um, if you ever see the poster. What's interesting is the poster mm-hmm. has a skull inside the dome thing, the mm-hmm. head, but you don't see that in the movie. Mm-hmm. It's it's not there in the movie. Um, so I, I, I think mm. the concept that's in the poster is a little bit like creepier and scarier 
as a horror monster than than what you get in the in the actual movie but yeah no i love this this is absolutely this is this is a the kind of b movie icon and and there i like it as much as i love robbie the robot and robbie the robot is hugely hugely iconic <laughs> mm-hmm. so uh yeah no i i think this one I, I i love this one but i also do love the kind of cheesy 50s style stuff but yeah it's a, it's a gorilla it's a gorilla robot like a, what what come on <laughs> it's the it's it, it predates mechanic kong yeah yep uh av artwork said their least favorite was pretty much any of the bay formers designs no character overly busy and just ugly i don't know if this counts it absolutely counts av artwork uh because we just talked about it for a while so thank you for sharing that mm-hmm. but yeah they said the the transformers from the bay movies the michael bay movies definitely definitely uh not not great um wild strike said uh he can only name his favorites uh that's okay wild okay. strike but we'll give you a shout out anyway thank you for participating <laughs> Uh, Crystal Lady Jessica says, cue the Little Mermaid soundtrack, the Mermaid Gundam from <laughs> Mobile Fighter G Gundam. Okay, Ben, you've got to talk about this one. <laughs> okay. It looks so, so stupid. <laughs> this is, okay, this is not no. even the stupidest one from G Gundam, to be fair. No, I actually I wrote down some of the, the ones from G Gundam that are not are my least favorite designs because mostly because when I was making my own list, it's like man, there are a lot of really cool Gundam designs, and there are well, there are some Gundam designs that even I agree go a little over the top. Like uh, we might talk about it later, but Heavy Arms from uh, Gundam Wing has like five Gatling guns, or like four Gatling guns, uh, two on each arm, like three in its chest and like it's like that's a lot of that's a lot where do you store all those bullets man mm-hmm. but uh <laughs> yeah so i feel so mobile fighter g gundam that's the one gundam verse or alternate timeline where it's not a war it's a tournament it's a fighting tournament yeah and each country each nation um they pick a fighter and that fighter pilots their mobile fighter to participate so Think like Rock'em, think Rock'em Sock'em Robots, but with Gundams. And, <laughs> okay. Yes. And the Mermaid Gundam design, funny enough, it's not my least favorite, but I can't remember what country it's from. Like, I remember when I watched, because I did watch the anime when it was airing on Toonami, and when uh, the main character, Domonkashu, who is the, the fighter for Neo Japan, when he goes to Neo America, and I saw, like, the... Um, the American one, which I think is the Buster Gundam, it's like a giant boxer. Yeah, it looks like it's it looks like um it has it has shoulder pads, so it looks like it's an American football player, and then those shoulder pads come off to make it like giant boxing gloves. But there are some crazy ass designs, and then the Mermaid Gundam is one of those crazy ass designs. But it, it's it's silly, it's fun. I don't know how good it can be. I mean, underwater, it must be an amazing fighter. But of course, once you get it on land, it must suck. Yeah. Um. By the way, the country is Denmark. Uh, Neo Denmark 
is the is the country that it's that makes sense of. hans christian Andersen. okay yeah that makes yeah, sense mermaid yeah yeah fjords all the fjords um Mm-hmm. I so I I mentioned earlier that I never watched um any Gundam but I forgot that I have actually watched some Gundam. I've only watched G Gundam. That is the only one I've ever okay. watched. And it was a blast. I watched it when it was on Toonami and it was great and I loved mm-hmm. all of the wacky ridiculous designs for all of the robots. Um I even had some of the toys uh, I think I had the zebra one, which was from a, from Africa. Um, I forget what it's called. Oh, I, I don't wow, remember the, the names. zebra Gundam. Yeah, it had the stripes. I forgot what it's it called was... too. I had. A... It's really cool. Though. I had a few of the action figures. I had a few of the action. Fi- I had a lot of the G Gundam action figures because the only place where I knew where I can go and buy Gundam toys was over at my local Kmart. And it was like, and most ninety percent of the stuff they had was from Mobile Fighter G Gundam because I was like the big show on Toonami at the time. Right. And uh, eventually when Cartoon Network started airing other Gundam shows, they would release under Gundam, more Gundam toys. But yeah, there, I remember I, I haven't written down. We'll talk about some of them later. Um, one that but came they up are, when I was typing some of them are bonkers. Gundam, uh, just real quick is the nether Gundam, which is from the Netherlands. And it is just a giant windmill. With oh, that's the arms. Hurricane Gundam. <laughs> is that what? Okay. Spoiler alert! Here is... That's on one of my dumbest designs. <laughs> oh, okay. I just saw it on here, and I was like, "Oh, I forgot that that was a thing." <laughs> nope. That's uh, uh. So they call it the Nether because no, all right. So Japan and America, they had to rename some of their gun, some of their mobile suits. Right. Yes. Um, like the the Burning Gundam and the Shining Gundam. Well, the the Burning Gundam was called the God Gundam, and the Dark Gundam was called the Devil Gundam in Japan. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like, those are the real names. And of course, Americans, they had to rename them. But, uh, man, so I guess instead of calling it the Nether Gundam, they called it the Hurricane Gundam. Because I think I saw a toy of that at the store once. And I'm like, I'm not getting that. And instead, I picked up the Skull Gundam, which it has skinny arms, skinny legs, a tiny head, and a giant skull as its body. I had that toy. What nice. about this one with a big bull, with a big bull head? That's the Toro Gundam. Spoiler: That's also on my dumb list. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Let's 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 get through. Let's get through the the. Let's get through the um the the last. All right, all right we got to breeze through this. Yeah, so that we can talk about G Gundam. Um. So uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dennis Smith said he's not a fan of any of the Evas from Evangelion. Uh, I just watched Evangelion uh, recently, and while they are very different than what you might think of as typical mechs um seeing as they're not full mechs uh spoiler uh they Mm -hmm. are they are still an interesting design and i I give them credit for being different and interesting it yeah evangelion that's definitely its own art style and i i kind of do agree the the mechs i don't i may not like the designs but i do actually enjoy the design of eva unit one personally that's my favorite yeah yeah unit one which of course because it's the the main one it's going to definitely it's like the main one i know yeah it's it sucks because it's it might be the main one and but to me that's the most aesthetically pleasing also i like the color scheme of it a lot Mm -hmm. that's the purple and green yeah that's the purple and green one yeah yeah uh 
JR from the Drift Space said my personal favorite slash worst from G Gundam is the Viking one that's in a giant boat. Uh, again, we're going to talk about nope. G Gundam in a little bit. <laughs> okay, the Viking Gundam is not the worst one. The Viking Gundam actually looks pretty rad. I mean, yeah, the shoulders look kind of stupid, but it, the Viking Gundam is pretty rad. It's in and a thank giant God boat. no one said anything bad. Okay, it's, normally it's I would say boat. it's dumb. <laughs> It, yes, it is in a giant boat, but the giant boat looks cool. <laughs> I think it also get it can also get out of the giant boat too. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's not confined to the said giant oh, boat. Okay, I don't remember that one. That one, that one, I was like, I don't remember this one. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure it can get out of the giant boat. Zip disk zero one said, never been a fan of the Shinkinger Mecca. Um, overcomplicated, too bulky, and immobile, overdesigned to a fault. Uh, Shinkinger is the ninja samurai. No, no samurai. Yeah, no, samurai. It's samurai. It's sam. Yeah, it's samurai. Not super. Uh, well, I take it back. It's either samurai or super samurai. Power Rangers. Right. Uh, yeah, Power Rangers. Uh, I don't know. I don't know which one it is though. I think this is samurai. I though. think it's just samurai. Um. Yeah. He the he shared a picture, and yes, the picture is ridiculous i never watched uh there's Power a lot going on uh i i missed that ben uh i haven't made oh, it there uh, yet on my journey so i'll let you know what i think about it when i get there no i'm looking at the picture of the of the robot and it, there's a lot going on so it's like yikes yeah well the, the, that's the thing with these um japanese like superhero shows um ultraman mm-hmm. super sentai common rider you have these really great designs and really great shows and seasons that have very slim, very sleek, very uh, scaled back designs. And then you have the ones that are just blown out of proportion to ridiculous levels. And this is just one of those ridiculous ones. Yeah. Um, Madison Russell said any of the redesigns or new robots after walking war robots uh, was renamed to war robots. Uh, she said that Walking War Robots had a really good art design, actually, where most of the robot parts were reused tanks, planes, and helicopters to give it a grounded feel. And she shared a couple of pictures, and yeah, the the bottom one that's in the show notes, that's the more realistic one made from actual, like, planes and tanks, looks so much better than whatever the heck is going on in the top picture, which is the newer version, I guess, that's mm-hmm. really weird. <laughs> Uh, but not a video game person, so not I don't know anything about these. But uh, thank you for sharing those with us. And then, right. huh? I said right. Okay. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, and then finally, we have Kevin, our at Guido Guido Gira, who sent us Mecha Manila Mina, uh, and a picture. What an, ab- what an abomination. That is the definition of a cursed image. Let's let's talk real quick. I know we we've we've really really drugged this episode out so much. Uh, let's talk about some of our favorites and least favorite uh, giant mechs. Um, ben, why mm-hmm. don't you share with us some of your favorite and least favorite mechs? I am so I got like ten. Ro- I got ten mechs and uh, giant robots on here. Um, they. 
this list, this isn't a definitive list. They're probably going to jump around. I'll probably add some. It wasn't until I was done writing this. I was like, damn, I forgot about Gurren Lagann because I absolutely love Gurren Lagann. It's one of my favorite animes of all time. Oh, wow. Um, So, yeah. Oh, man. Gurren Lagann is awesome. That is such a, like, a hell yeah anime. But uh, I got, um going from the, the top down, like, number 10 to number 1, I got the original RX-78-2 the original mobile suit Gundam, the white, blue, and red one. Mm-hmm. That is that's the the one that started the series. That's the one that started the entire franchise. You cannot go wrong with the original Mobile Suit Gundam. But when I was thinking about it, it's like it's kind of plain. I mean, that's not a bad thing. It's definitely not a bad thing because this is this is like the the first this is like the face of the franchise, and of course, right. Molt as the as multiple as sunrise and multiple creators went down the line and they create new versions of the RX 78. It is, it's the seeing what other people have done with the, with the base design of the Gundam with the antennas, the, the armor. It's like, it has been improved upon, but it's still the classic. It's still one of the most beloved. And every time I see a, I see the original RX 78, I'm like, hell yeah, the RX 78. Now, so yeah, it's the RX 78. Am I uh, wrong? Is the is the RX-78, is that the base also for the Shining and Burning Gundam in G Gundam 2? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Now, um, I, I know so, what the RX-78 uh, looks like on its own, but I was mm-hmm. wondering if it was also the base for those. It pretty much is, yeah. So, <laughs> um, so we're getting into the Gundam, so the getting into the Gundam anime, mm-hmm. the RX-78 belongs in the Universal Century timeline, Mm-hmm. Whereas the uh, mobile fighter timeline is the future century, the FC one. So mm-hmm. they are not connected at all. That right. is the, the G Gundam is an alternate timeline, right? But they do. But I want to say that when they did start designing these mobile suits or these mobile fighters, they took the RX 78 and said, what can we do to like improve or not improve, but to, to mix and match. Cause you can, you see that all the, they basically all have like the same type of head. They have the eyes, the antennas somewhere, mm-hmm. but there's a few added features like with the, um, uh, what do we call it? Like the mermaid Gundam has like fish has like a uh, fish gills <clears throat> or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the skull Gundam has like a little skull on it or the Zeus Gundam, which I will die on the hill. That has one of the coolest designs, even though it's, it's silly as all hell. It has a beard. Okay. Oh, it does have a beard. That yeah, awesome. yeah. The Zeus Gundam looks rad. Oh, but yeah, the RX okay. seventy eight yeah, is right. like the base. Yeah, the RX seventy eight. That's the basis for all the Gundams from Mobile Fighter, and that's pretty much the design. When people are making new Gundam shows, it's like, what can we do to change the RX seventy eight design to make it into our own? Right. So it's ba- it's the most iconic of the yes. of the Gundam designs. Yeah, because yeah, it's the first one. It is the very first one. Essentially, the the RX seventy eight is the Mickey Mouse of Gundam. That's the first one. That's the OG. That's the original. Um, you say Gundam. That's the first thing that should pop in your head is the RX seventy eight. Right. And it's right. also and I, the I one think that's this, is built the... in Japan, right? Right, and that's all I was getting ready to. I was getting ready to say, is that the one that's been life size? It's been built life size in Japan. So right they are building an RX seventy eight life size, but the one that's in Japan that's currently life size in front of the Gundam store that is the Unicorn Gundam. That's a different type of Gundam. Okay. Let's see. Yeah, it's a, it's an all white one, and at night they turn the lights on. The at the um, antennas flap out, and it, you see the eyes. Um, it's still based off of the RX seventy eight. 
like the when you see Gundam, it's like okay, yeah, that's a Gundam, but right. that's a different Gundam altogether. Yeah, it's still okay. funny enough. It's still in the same uh, Universal Century timeline. So yeah, this is the one that they that's just a statue that's sitting in front of the store uh in japan they have um but the yeah, i think the one that michael and and i were talking about was the one that they're building that actually moves and walks and stuff i think yeah that that's one, the rx-78 that's the rx-78 okay okay uh yeah that's mm-hmm. what we were just trying to make sure we understand uh because we're two guys that don't know anything about uh <laughs> about gundam um <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, continue on with uh, with your list of ones. So after the RX-78, um, number nine for me is the Shining Gundam from G Gundam. Uh, that's the mobile suit that Domo Kashu piloted first. And that was, the, that's, I put Shining Gundam on here because that was the Gundam, or that was the Gundam show I fell into when I first started getting into Gundam. I got into Gundam because a kid at school brought some of his action figures over for show and tell, for not really show and tell, but he was just drawing, he was sketching one of his uh, figures. And I looked at this, I'm like, Hey, what's this? He's like, Oh, it's a Gundam. I'm like, what's a Gundam. And then I went to the store. I saw a few toys. My mom, my mom bought me a few action figures. And then I'm looking on Toonami because we just got satellite TV and we got to Cartoon Network. So I'm like looking through the guide and I see G Gundam. So I'm like, cool. I could watch the show. So I started watching G Gundam and I started getting into with the shining Gundam. I thought the shine Gundam was pretty cool, especially with shining finger, which is the, the super move that Domon uses to end all of his matches. Mm-hmm. And it's, it, it's kind of plain compared to the other designs, like the more bombastic designs, but it's still fun. It's still a really cool mobile suit to see. And, and I, I still really enjoy it. I think the shine Gundam is still pretty fun. No, it is, and I and I growing up, I had a I had a couple of friends too that were that were huge into Gundam, and it just sort of passed me by. Um, but they had some of these really nice, like really the really awesome like model kits and stuff that would mm-hmm. come out. Oh, uh, the Gundam, Gundam, yeah, yeah. They would they had some of those like in their rooms, and I just thought they looked so awesome, <laughs> and I never really knew what they were. And then they were like, "Oh, it's Gundam," and the, I tried to watch a few episodes early on uh, when I was younger and liked it, couldn't get into it. Um, but I actually may go back and revisit some of the older shows now just because they, these look pretty awesome. Yeah. Now, I definitely uh, want to go back. I, I definitely also- want to go back and I would love to rewatch uh, mobile fighter. Um, I would love to rewatch the entirety of the original universal century of the original anime. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. just the thing with Gundam that I love. And I also hate at the same time is that there's just so much of it. And every anime and every series that has Gundam in it has so many different mobile suits or mobile fighters that you can lose track of. So it's like, wait, which like you have a Zeon Zaku um, from the original mobile suit Gundam. And then you have the Neo Zeon Zaku. And then you have um, the Zaft Zaku, which looks the exact same, looks, almost looks like the exact same thing, but there's like tiny little tweaks and differences. Mm-hmm. Um, now I do, I did want, while we're on the subject of Gundam, um, I wanted to ask you as, as someone who, who loves Gundam and talking to two guys who have no idea about Gundam other than like me watching G Gundam, uh, what series mm-hmm. or where should we start if we want to start getting into Gundam? Cause I, I, I always felt like <laughs> it's kind of impenetrable, but then I also kind of felt that way about, 
Ultraman and I have gotten into Ultraman recently. Mm-hmm. So, so I think it, uh, sometimes these things are not as impenetrable as we might feel like they are, but with so mm-hmm. much, so much involved in the shows and, and, and it's been around for so long, uh, where should I start? So I was actually thinking, cause some of my friends also asked me this question and I'm trying to think of a good way because there's there's alternate timelines there's alternate series there's even alternate shows um a show that i watched um i want to say last year it's called gundam build fighters uh gundam build fighters that Mm. show takes place in the real world whereas it's a bunch of kids who are gundam fans but there's this uh, device that reacts to the plastic in the model kits so these kids um build their Gundams and they fight each other by piloting said Gundams. It's a really cool show. And it's, it's like a, um, a diehard Gundam fan made a show, but wanted to be like, Hey, I want these kids to actually also to, I want there to also be cool Gundam fights. So mm-hmm. let's just throw this in there. Right. Um, that's, I wouldn't say that's a good spot to go into. That's definitely a show that if you're a Gundam fan, you will start watching, but it's a really cool show. It's, it doesn't have the doom and gloom of uh, a lot of the Gundam shows because 90% of, the, of these Gundam shows involve a war. They involve conflict. People die. Um, whereas Gundam Build Fighters, that's like happy-go-lucky kids in a tournament. Mm-hmm. So that's, I mean, it's one of my favorite shows. I absolutely love it. Um, but definitely I would start watching that if you're, if you know you like Gundam. But in terms of where to start and accessibility, because I, for the life of me, cannot find a streaming service with the original Mobile Suit Gundam anime on it. Um, uh, as far as I know, I, you can't you can't watch it. I think maybe Sunrise they do have a channel on YouTube where they do put episodes of Gundam on there, but they're all in sub to Japanese, and I'm a and I'm and I like watching stuff in English, so I'm weird. Right. But I do know um, there's a really good show. It's also really short. Uh, it's on Hulu. It's called Mobile Suit Gundam, the eighth Mobile Suit Team that takes place during the One Year War in the Universal Century, which is a, a team on that's on Earth. I want to say it's about 12 episodes. It's not very long. But the uh, the big one that is on Hulu that you can watch right now is Gundam Wing. Uh, right. I would oh, definitely... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Gundam Wing was a huge one in the 90s. So yeah. many people love Gundam Wing. Um, I would say... I, I, as much as I want you to start with the original with Mobile Suit Gundam, the, the war between Zeon and um, and the Earth Federation, I would say Gundam Wing is also a good place to start because you get because Gundam Wing I feel has a lot. Of, now I haven't finished Gundam Wing. I have watched it. Unfortunately, I haven't finished it yet because other stuff keeps popping up. But I have this really bad habit with anime where I start it and I never finish it. Right. But there are a lot of um, themes in Gundam wing that are present in other Gundam shows. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there you got um, the, the fighter who wants to bring peace, but he's like, I, but I've got, he, you got the fighter who wants to bring peace. You got the stoic guy. You got a, you got a whole bunch of characters. You got like the space colonies trying to fight for their own independence, but also not trying to start a, a grand war with earth. You got a bunch of political intrigue. You got a lot of people in the backs trying to, just want to screw people over for world domination and of course you got giant robots and a bop of an opening soundtrack nice so yeah so- gundam gundam wing as i said gundam wing was the one that all of my friends growing up were into 
because that, yeah. I think that was the most I think that was the most accessible here in the United States. Yeah, yeah, that's because that was do. the first one that. Yeah, because Gundam Wing first aired on Toonami. That's where I mean, it's not really like a war per se, but it is a conflict. Whereas G Fighter, that is a tournament. Right. Um, one of the series that I also grew up watching, which you can watch, but you can only watch it subtitled English. I think it's on Verve, and also it's on Hulu. It could be wrong. Is Gundam Seed? That essentially is a reimagining of the Universal Century One Year War between the Federation and Zeon. You have the Earth Alliance and Zaft. Zaft is essentially Zeon, the space colonists, and the Earth Federation is the or the Earth Alliance is the Earth Federation. This um, I really enjoyed because when I started watching this on Cartoon Network, I was actually thinking, "Like, look, there's a lot." I mean, because unfortunately here in the states our Gundam consumption, you have to know where to go. And if you're just relying on Cartoon Network, the last show they aired on Toonami was um was Mobile Fighter G Gundam. Mm-hmm. And there was nothing there's been a lot of stuff between Mobile Fighter and Gundam Seed, but unfortunately for me, I didn't know what it was. So Gundam Seed is definitely is it's that's a good way to get into it because you got once again political intrigue you got people fighting on both sides who know each other who fight for a different reason and actually a pretty decent twist near the end of this near the end of the series which takes the original formula turns on its head a little bit and then a third faction gets into the war i'm not going to spoil it but i find it enjoyable and also the mech designs are the mech designs look really good Mm -hmm. um if you're a fan of the original show it's like oh i recognize a bunch of these and the, the action is also really good. You also got a bunch of people. You know, there's also good emotional beats. So, mm-hmm. okay. I would say, okay. so if you want to, if you want to, if you want something nostalgic, and like, hey, I kind of remember this. I would say go with Gundam Wing. If you want something to get you to start you off, that's like a little bit newer, but it's kind of like the other one. I would say Gundam Seed. Um, I would say Gundam Seed because it's Gundam Seed and then Gundam Seed Destiny. I haven't seen where you can watch Gundam Seed Destiny, which is the sequel series. Um, but I would say Wing Gundam Seed. But if you can try to watch, um, but if you're able to find it and you're able to watch it, I'm I'm endorsing legally. By the way, watch the original Mobile Suit Gundam. I mean, it's an older anime; it's from the '70s, but that's where it started. And there's a lot of really good fight scenes in there. And but also watch the other stuff. Um, like if you Google Gundam timeline chart, it has all the series with all the timelines on it. Okay. So okay. it's like, okay, this takes place. So you know which one takes place. Uh, oh, also on Hulu, and I want to say uh, Hulu and Crunchyroll, and I think Netflix too, they have Mobile Suit Gundam The Origin, which is how the war starts between the um, between the Federation and Xeon. And if, oh. if I'm going too fast, just let me know, because I realize I'm like, oh, I'm really going deep in this. I'm sorry, guys. No, no, <laughs> no you're fine. No, you're yeah. fine. That's what, that's what you're here for. Yeah. yeah, I don't. If this is going over your head, just just pipe up. And no, absolutely. If you have a question. <laughs> no, I'm, we're just taking it all in. You you do what you got to do, man. <laughs> yeah, so um, Gundam, the origin, Mobile Gundam, the origin, that takes place before the start of the war. It's how the war starts. So mm-hmm. if you're interested, there's characters in it that, as a fan, I know. But if you're curious, I would say that's a good place to start as well for the Universal Century. Um, yeah, I mean, you can't go wrong with Eighth Mobile Suit Team. I absolutely love that show. Mm, what else? What else? What else? As a yeah, but as a place to start, Gundam Wing, uh, Gundam Seed. If you're interested, and if you can, the original Mobile Suit Gundam. Okay. Yeah. I would say watch the. I would say watch Gundam: The Origin after you've seen the anime. Okay. Okay. All right. 
that's good. Yeah, that's definitely. I definitely do want mm-hmm. to get into Gundam. Like I said, I have seen G Gundam. I always loved the designs for the the robots. I I always liked because uh, I I always saw the model kits growing up. So I always loved mm-hmm. the idea of Gundam. It just was one of those things that I never was able to get into fully. Uh, and so I'm glad that now I have somewhere to start. Um, is there anything uh, I, I know? And not saying that I didn't love the conversation about Gundam, but is there anything non-Gundam related that's on your list uh, that you wanted to share? There, as, like, there's actually quite a few. Okay. There, there's a few on here that, uh, like, my number eight is the the original Megazord from My Amorphic Power Rangers. Yes. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, definitely, Thank definitely you. one of the one of the best, um, one of the best of the entire <clears throat> Super Sentai slash Power Rangers franchise. <clears throat> I think that the only mm-hmm. the only Megazord that I feel comes close to that one for me in design, as far as like how much I like it, is there. It, I don't know if either of you guys have seen uh, Ninja Storm which was the one that was right before Dino Thunder. And I have, yeah, I watched Ninja Storm. I watched a little bit of Ninja Storm and then I found out Netflix was going to take it away. So I switched over to Dino Thunder. Oh yeah. uh, To actually watch that. Yeah. Yeah. I like the, that um, Megazord because it's, has a it has two modes it has like a a a streamlined more slimmed down looks almost like a gundam uh mode and then it has the more bulky bigger kind of like more boxy regular uh megazord Mm -hmm. look and i like this more slimmed down kind of like speedy uh faster design uh so yeah that that one is the only one that comes close to the original megazord as far as like a great Power Rangers Megazord design. Yeah, I remember really liking the Megazord from Power Rangers Lost Galaxy, but that was the last Power Rangers show I actually devoted to watching coming home from school and turning the TV on. And there's Lost Galaxy and I'm watching every single, trying to watch as many episodes as I can. And then that's what, after Lost Galaxy, that's when I started falling off the Power Rangers train. Yeah, yeah, I can understand that. I yeah, I can yeah. Lost Galaxy, the Lost Galaxy Megazord is good. Uh, I've seen everything. I've seen everything up through. Well, not everything, but I had to skip around a little bit because of Netflix. Because Netflix is stupid. Mm-hmm. But I've been on sort of this mission to watch everything Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got that itch like literally like almost a year ago. It was like last May. Um, so I watched all of the original nine seasons up through time force uh wild force and then what was after wild force ninja storm and then i watched dino thunder so probably and then you other than i don't want to say the original then i skipped yeah then i skipped rpm because i did i did some recommendations on i got on twitter and was like which ones should i watch before they go away and so a lot of people were like, Dino Thunder and RPM are, are going to give you a good, yeah. good going away. Those are kind of the two best ones since the original. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so outside of, you know, uh, to piggyback off of what Ben said on the, 
on the Megazord train, I'm going to have to say probably one of my favorites is probably the Mega Dragon Zord, like the combination Zord mm. with the giant drill staff. I always thought that was a pretty cool design in general because it is still pretty clean. It uses parts for, like it uses parts from the original Dinosaur, which I liked, but it also kind of I guess it um it compacted everything down and just made the whole thing look like more of a suit of armor than just a combination of other machines. If that you makes see, sense. I liked it when I liked it when the Dragon Zord combined with the Megazord, where it's like it just goes on top of the head and you get like mm-hmm. extra cannon. Oh yeah. Yeah. That, to me that looked so much cooler than when the Dragon Zord combined with a few of the other dinosaurs. Yeah, that the, I mean, that's, the Ultra Zord combination. Yeah, which looks cool, don't be wrong, but when I was like, okay, so one of my favorite shows growing up was Transformers Armada. That's when, okay. I mean, I loved watching the original Transformers, but Transformers, on, I, I watched Beast Wars, I liked it, but then it got to a point, funny enough, like with Gundam, it's like, I want to go back to the cars. Mm-hmm. Here comes Armada. Uh-huh. Armada gave me what I wanted. And okay. when Optimus Prime combines with Jetfire yeah. and this other to create this giant, this huge, like, yeah, the Jetfire Prime and um um this other Transformer that I can't remember. I bought the toys for both, and I right. had it displayed, and he looked like that is like if Megatron slash Galvatron were to fight that Optimus Prime, he'd be screwed. Yeah, right. Yeah, that was always that was really epic. I remember that when when uh, Optimus and Jetfire combined, and then you know they're like three times the size of all the other transformers <laughs> and everything mm-hmm. it's, it's great and yeah yeah i love that i i, I liked armada uh, did you did you watch in, the whole trilogy of of series armada cybertron i and just Energon? i no i just watched armada oh, i stopped okay. after um I, I think i watched the first few episodes of um cybertron mm-hmm. or no it was armada what was the second one uh, it, I can't remember what order. Uh, was it Energon and then Cybertron? Uh, or was it Cybertron? I think it was Energon. Was it Energon okay. and then Cybertron? Yeah, okay. I remember watching this. Yeah, because I remember watching the second episode of, or the first few episodes of uh, Energon thinking that, I mean, I was glad that they were like, hey, these are the characters from Armada. And like the first scene in the show has Hotshot and Devastator. And they're like, hey, we're not enemies anymore. We're not fighting a war. And they're just chilling on Earth. Mm-hmm. and then i i I liked it i thought it was cool and then i just stopped watching it i want to say it was it was saying like, hey that looks neat and then i just missed a few episodes i figured that ah, well i'm never gonna watch it now yeah yeah i've gone back and watched energon uh I, I think a couple of years ago and it and it was actually it's really good it's a lot different than armada armada was very very kid friendly and then you get into energon oh, yeah. and it starts taking a, a more serious more adult tone uh, still, still, you know, relatively mm-hmm. kid friendly, but but just it does take a more serious tone. Uh, but then I never mm-hmm. did get into Cybertron, so I I was just curious. I was curious yeah. if you had. Well, uh-huh. funny now. Speaking of Transformers, guess who's my number seven? Uh, okay, uh, Megatron. Wrong. No, no Decepticon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Grimlock. Grimlock. Oh, okay. okay. So I have uh, OG. Grimlock. So okay. I have. So here, there's a reason why. So OG Grimlock, because growing up, I was a huge fan of. Dinosaur. I think every kid had their dinosaur phase. Oh yeah. I definitely. Uh, yeah, of course. My, my dinosaur phase went a little longer than others. <laughs> but when I 
we rented uh, a VHS of the original Transformers show from a store, and then we see the Dinobots. And I thought Grim, even though Grimlock was kind of dumb, I thought Grimlock's cool because he was the T Rex, and T Rex mm-hmm. is my favorite. Mm-hmm. And then years would go by, and I played the game Fall of Cybertron on Ooh. my 360, and the at levels where you play as Grimlock are the best. Wow. Where Grimlock is a giant T-Rex slash Godzilla hybrid, just wrecking, just, just wrecking the Decepticon stuff. Just like the only time you can freely transform Grimlock is when you built up enough rage and he tur- he transforms into the T-Rex and starts spewing fire and killing Decepticons left and right. That is just so cool for me. Yeah. I absolutely love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I love the Dinobots. I, I mean, also stylistically because of dinosaurs, but I also love the idea of like the entire premise mm-hmm. of robots in disguise is just thrown right out the window with the Dinobots because it's just like they're yeah. not they're not blending in anywhere. <laughs> it's like dinosaur, oh, no. dinosaurs don't ex- dinosaurs are gone, but you know what? We're gonna have dinosaur robots anyway, right? Yeah, and exactly. I. I I really wish the Bayformers did something better with the Dinobots, but eh. yeah. I mean, when I heard that they were bringing the Dinobots in at first, I was like, cool, the Dinobots! And then I saw the movie, I'm like, oh no, Dinobots, why? Yeah. I recently watched a few episodes of Beast Wars oh, on, on yeah. Tubi the other day, mm-hmm. and I forgot how much I loved some of those designs. Mm-hmm. Like Cheetor and... Um, uh, the mega uh, and Megatron, the giant yeah. purple, basically uh, purple evil Barney, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, evil Barney, evil, evil Barney, pretty yeah. much. Um, you know, those are two of the of the standouts. I always thought that the I always thought that, um, and I can, uh, oh, what is the name of the character? It's the rat, rat I cannot, trap, rat trap. Yeah, I, yeah. I always thought that one was pretty cool. I had a, a lot of the toys growing up, but mm-hmm. my favorite one was the manta ray uh, uh, depth uh, charge. The, the manta ray was depth yeah depth charge that one was pretty cool i finally found one of those figures and the uh what was the what was the other one travis the uh the white winged tiger what was that oh, one um, um tiger hawk uh, yeah tiger yeah. hawk yes yeah because t- tiger hawk is yeah. the combination of uh uh tigertron and air razor yes yes yeah and i found the i think when i got out of the show those are the last two figures that i found i think i found them at hills if anyone remembers the old the old store called hills uh it was sort of like walmart sort of like kmart um but they had a lot of these beast wars figures and so i was able to find uh, the tiger Hawk figure as, and it was one of the last ones I ever got. My mom got it for me when I was younger and I loved that thing. Mm-hmm. That one and the, um, uh, that one and the red dragon Megatron was oh, some of my favorites. Yes. I had the red dragon Megatron. I also had the, the, um, big, uh, tank, uh, ape gorilla one that was Optimus primal. Oh when, yeah. When he upgraded yeah, 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 yeah. to the like big orange, mm-hmm. orange and blue design um i had that one uh yeah i really liked in beast wars when they started doing the trans metal where they stopped looking Mm -hmm. like uh straight up animals and started actually having like more metallic chrome kind of 
sections to them. I really like them. Oh, man, I love those little toys. Yeah. Oh, I um, love them. My brother, oh, man, we looked so hard to find a Rhinox version of that toy. We oh, finally yeah. did through a, an online toy store. I think it was like one of the first times we ever bought anything online because this was in like the late 90s. My right. parents my parents were still were super like cautious of buying stuff online because they don't want because i remember seeing an email from like a nigerian prince saying like i'm thinking oh we're rich and my 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 dad was like no ben that's fake that's Mm -hmm. he just wants to steal our money i'm like Mm -hmm. but why yeah i was going through some of these now and i think there was a ton there was a ton that was made for the show but Mm -hmm. never were actually in the show like for example i'm looking at one called torca which appears to be a combination of a rhinoceros and a shark no an elephant and a shark Mm -hmm. um and then there was bantor which was i think a tiger and a baboon and a lot like after like a lot like before the show actually ended, uh, a lot of the merchandise for this show got really nuts. Oh yeah, uh, mm-hmm. I remember. Wa- I remember walking into stores and seeing all these weird figures that I'm like, "That's not in the show," but looked really awesome. And so I did have a few of these. I never was able to collect all of them, but I did find the big ones, like the Optimus Prime, the Tiger, uh, the Tiger Hawk, and uh, the Red Dragon. Uh, Megatron. Uh, Megatron. Megatron. Mm-hmm. The the purple the purple T Rex always eluded me. That one was so difficult to find. Same I think here. the online price for that now is is ridiculous. Yeah, same mm. here. I could never find that one. That's why I was so happy to have the the dragon because I was like I could not find the purple dinosaur one. Um, now I want to I want to kind of bridge the gap between the the two the two ones that we've talked the most about, which is Transformers, Beast Wars, and and um, Gundam. And I want to bring up a show, a franchise that I really enjoy the concept of, but I've only ever really enjoyed one of the series, and that is Zoids. Oh, God, I love Zoids. Zoids? Oh, my God. Oh, man, Zoids. I wanted to get those toys so bad. I thought they were so cool. The one series I remember – okay, I remember watching – like religiously watching our Cartoon Network, the for the series with Bit Cloud. Is that the one you're talking about? That's the mm, that's yes, I think the, I think it's maybe the one that uh that's where they they the competition right where it's a it's a mm-hmm. them competing against each other in a in an arena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one. That's the one I watched all of. Uh, there was the one that that was set that was kind of like a Gundam type series where there was a war between two um, nations and and everything. That one was fun, but that one wasn't. I didn't enjoy that one as much. But yeah, the 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 uh, the Liger Zero, I think, is the main the mm-hmm. white Liger uh, one. Yep. And it's just oh man, it's so great. The yeah, I had. I had some of the toys and I had two of the big models that were, you know, and they were like Gundam, like the Gunpla uh, models where you could build them yourself and everything. And one of the models that I had was the Berserk Fury, which is the big T-Rex with the two like crab claw type things on it that are sticking out from its side. And that one I had. Oh, I know which one. I think I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. the main antagonist in the in the in that one series. Um, but it's called the Berserk Man. Fury. 
Mm-hmm. And I don't think I watched that series, but I, re- I remember the tournament arc and I loved it. And then I remember it just stopped airing on Cartoon Network one day. And then the, a new Zoid show came back and I was bummed because I didn't get to see the ending of what happened. Yeah. In, in uh, the first series. The, the, that first series or that series with the, um, with the tournament that's the one that has the berserk fury in it uh but it was the it was towards the end of the of the show uh i remember that it it the 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 timing on it airing got screwed up somehow and they stopped airing it for a little bit and then they brought it back so i didn't catch the actual finale to that until like i think years a few years later uh i watched it mm-hmm. and saw how it actually ended but Manzoids was so good. And it is kind of like the bridge between, you know, your Transformers Beast Wars and Gundam. Because it's kind of like it's the it's the dinosaurs and animal robots, but they're piloted by people like a Gundam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that, that I, show was a lot of fun. That's what true. I, I really I love Zoids. I was really I wanted I remember going to the store and looking at Zoids toys and thinking, which one can I get? And my mom was like, no, you have enough toys. yeah i was thinking about it and then they changed and then they changed series and it bummed me out because i really was enjoying zoids and now that's one of those shows that only it's weird zoids was was one of those shows where it was like man that is so cool and then just it just got swept on the rug Mm -hmm. and nothing else came about it like there's always going to be transformers there's always going to be some form of transformers here in america Mm -hmm. there's probably there's definitely a bunch more stuff and gundam stuff in japan than there is here in america but zoids was one of those things it's like it was an awesome concept that those who knew loved it and then it just went away yeah now i will say because there were three there were three gun um, um zoid series that aired in america um there was the one that like i said takes place like a hundred years or so before the the tournament one uh and it's it deals with a war between different nations and stuff uh then you have the tournament one which is the one that most people remember when they think of zoids and then there was a sequel direct sequel to that one which actually continued like the liger zero uh story and Uh. then but recently fairly recently i can't remember how long ago it was they added a new zoids show onto netflix so there is actually a new Zoids that is on Netflix. I have not watched yet, but it is uh, it's available on Netflix to watch. Okay, cool. Let's turn this up so I can go so I can watch it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So there you go. Um, but, yeah, uh, I feel bad for forgetting about the Liger Zero because I love the Liger Zero. Yeah, yeah. I love that it could change modes. You know, that's one of the things that I loved about it. Because you had the the speed mode and the armor mode and all that kind of stuff. Oh yeah. Um. Anybody uh, who wants to share some more uh, favorite and, and least favorite giant robots uh, before we? I'll I'll go. I'll just I'll just kind of skim through. I'll just kind of skim through mine because you know uh, I know a lot of a lot of mine are going to be just sort of uh, everyone's favorites and everyone's yeah, the obvious so favorites. Uh, obvious. The obvious choices, of yeah. course, the basic choices is what yeah. you, because I'm basic is what you yeah. like to say, Travis. Uh, on my list, I had the OG Megazord, the Dinosaur from season one, obviously, mm-hmm. because of reasons that are, that if you don't know, then shame on you. Um, Mechagodzilla, specifically 74 and 75 uh, with Kiryu and 2021 being an honorable mention. 
Um, so I also have Mechagodzilla on my list, but mine's the Hey Sierra one. Of course, really, <laughs> really. You, you, you had to put you had to put Thunder Thighs Mechagodzilla on yours. Yeah, uh, okay. I will just, say, I don't like the seventy four design. It looks cheap. I, I don't like the seventy four design. It looks so dumb. Growing up, the only Mechagodzilla toy that you could find when I was a kid was the Hey Sierra one. So I had so right. so the only Mechagodzilla that I had for the longest time as a toy was the Heisei one. So I do have a soft spot for the Heisei one. I mean, I can't I can't hate on it too much. <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah, but you know, now that we have been exposed to other better Mechagodzillas, uh, <laughs> we're gonna have to just we're gonna have we're gonna have to put him at the bottom of the list. Uh, let's see, uh, Leprodon is next, which is the original mech uh, from so, the Japanese Spider-Man, because I can't say Spider-Man. how it's actually pronounced. Supidamon. Yeah, Supidamon. That's a classic because it basically started the whole giant mech movement in television. Um, In live action. So I has to be on the list. Yeah. In live action. Right, in live action. I I should preface that by saying in live action. Yeah. Without... Uh, Gypsy Danger of... Well, I was going to say, without Leopardon... uh, Leopardon! uh, I love the way they say it in the show. Um, uh, Leopardon! Without that, we would not have any of the Megazords because it was it was the nope. the huge success and like popularity of Leopardon, uh, Spidemon's uh, giant mech that made Toei decide to start adding giant mechs into their Super Sentai series. Yep. Uh, let's see, Gypsy Danger, of course, of because course. the the original Pacific Rim mech is always going to be the iconic one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mechanicong, and I actually put the Bayformers on my list as ones that Ooh. I actually like. Uh, I know, I know, Ooh. I know. Okay. I, I can't get too mad because when I first saw the live action Transformers films, I'm like, you know what? As live action goes, I'll I'll deal with it. Like the very the first movie, the first and the third movies, I'll definitely say like there's some really cool uh, robot designs. Like, yeah, I and love, you get so caught up in the idea really cool. of like, oh, it's it's Transformers in live action and on the big screen. Yay! Mm-hmm. Like, I, who cares how good it is? Uh, but then after you know, after the first movie came out and all of that went away, it's like you, I I do kind of care how good they like, are. I still. <laughs> I love the scene where um, Shia LaBeouf and Megan Fox, where they meet Optimus for the first time. Optimus rolls up and transforms right in front of him. I still love mm-hmm. that scene. It is. It's a good scene. Oh, uh, yeah. and Peter Cullen's voice. Absolutely. Peter Cullen's voice. Oh, of course. Now I will tell you because I'm a huge voice uh, voice acting nerd, and I remember because I I worked at Walmart when the when that movie was coming out, and I remember all the ads, mm-hmm. and I remember all of the the trailers and the toys and everything came out. And in all the trailers and in all the ads leading up to the movie coming out, none of the Transformers talked. They never spoke. And I mm-hmm. started to get really worried going into the movie if we were going to get, like, talking Transformers or were they going to do, like, R2-D2, beep, boop, beep, beep, boop. Um, so in that yeah. very first scene of that first Transformers movie, when Peter Cullen comes on and starts talking with his booming Optimus Prime voice. I just nearly broke down to tears in the movie theater because I was like, yes! (laughs) So, fun fact, 
So I live in Southern California. I'm decently close to Universal Studios Hollywood. And th- one of my buddies, when he was working there at the time, sent me a link, sent me a, a notice that they were doing auditions for voiceover actors to be Optimus and Megatron because there's a meet and greet with Optimus and Megatron and Bumblebee at, at the theme park. Uh-huh. Right. So, of course, I go. Long story short, I didn't get the job, but um, I was one of the guys picked for like us to stay after and and do more. And the lines we were given were for, were um before time began there oh was the cube <laughs> i am optimus prime and i send this message to any surviving autobots taking refuge among the stars we are here we are waiting michael that that's needs to be the cold good. open that needs to be the cold open that's that needs to be my per- ringtone that's tone. pretty good okay that's All right. pretty good. That's where you got? Good. Where you got? I mean, uh, uh, hopefully, Peter Cullen doesn't find us and sue us. And if he does, I apologize. But I am Optimus Prime, and you're listening to Kaiju Weekly, featuring Travis and Michael with special guest Ben Magnet of the Fake Nerd Podcast. Autobots, transform and roll out! Oh, oh, I love it. I love it so much. Yay. Fantastic. Fantastic. Oh, man. I don't know. Just I, say I, I tried dabbling. And, and also, I'm just going to tell you guys what my number one is. My number one is Optimus Prime. Of oh, course. Yeah, He's my, it makes sense. And and it's not just any any one Optimus Prime. I grew up loving Optimus Prime. Um, right. The movie, the, the, the Bayformers, as much as I don't like the Bayformers, or, or okay, as much as I do slash don't like the Bayformer films, it's always a pleasure to hear Optimus voice. Mm-hmm. Um, even when I was watching Transformers Armada or um, Beast Wars, and Beast Wars, since it's not really Optimus Prime, it's Optimus Primal, um, right. you still get that that is Optimus, that is the leader of the Autobots, playing war for Cybertron, follow Cybertron. I always played as Optimus Prime in my Autobot runs. Right. I was if I had to pick a different uh, Autobot, I or I had to pick on another Autobot. But every time I was able to pick Optimus, I was always Optimus. No one else. Yeah, yeah. I, I have right to say, I can. I I love Optimus, but I I have to say I love and appreciate a good bad guy. So. I mean, Megatron has mm-hmm. always been up there. Michael always goes with the as evil far guy. As... <laughs> I don't want to feel good. I want to feel evil. Take that, He-Man. <laughs> yes. Love it. <laughs> but, <laughs> but in my... Yes, you want to feel evil too, Michael. I can appreciate a good villain. In my opinion, a movie or a television series will 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 die if it does not have a good villain. No, you're right. I, and, Meg- and Megatron is an amazing villain. I absolutely love Megatron. Mm-hmm. And but growing up, I I guess both in D and D, if I when I finally do play D and D, and I mm-hmm. and in real life as well, I am lawful good. That is my alignment. Mm-hmm, right. And mm-hmm. Optimus Prime is lawful good. So mm-hmm. absolutely right. Yeah, I'm, I'm right uh, so, there with you. I. Since- Optimus is my number one pick too, because like you said, there, there is just this, there's something about the ultimate good guy who is mm-hmm. like, he, he definitely doesn't always, he doesn't always do the best job sometimes. Like I know they, they add some flaws to him, especially in the, in the comic books. Cause I've read some of the IDW comic books, mm-hmm. they add flaws to Optimus, but he is always the one who is like 
trying to do the the right thing and believes that yeah. every living being deserves freedom and that's just yeah it, it's it's he's definitely my number one too for the same reasons freedom yeah. is the... sorry i was gonna say the famous line freedom is the right of all sentient beings <laughs> i love it love it love it love it <laughs> Now, okay, so I didn't I didn't share my number one. I'll go ahead and just kind of break from the pack here. I love Optimus Prime. Don't get me wrong. I love mm-hmm. Optimus Prime. I love the Bayformers. I love Megatron. But I'm going to have to go with uh, the fact that I have spent so many hours watching Power Rangers and go with the OG Megazord as my number one. Um, so, and I only have two on my, on my bad list. And Travis already knows which two those are. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one that I am disgusted with is the Megazord from 2017. Um, I do not like that one just because of the fact that it does remind you sort of a, of a Bayformer where there's no discernible parts to it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, like there was with the original. I just, I just don't care for that one and Mechagodzilla city. It's good in concept, but the execution and the bait and switch is what really kills it for me. Mm-hmm. Understa- yeah. un- understandable. Uh, I I want I want to do some uh, some honorable mentions here real quick. I I want to talk just briefly. Uh, I had Big O on my list as as favorites. Oh, okay. Um, you know, if I'd watched the anime, I probably would put the Big O on there. So so you haven't you haven't seen it? I I know of it. I haven't watched it. And for Christmas a few years ago, we gave Brandon a steel book of the entire series. Oh wow, that's awesome! That's awesome. It's funny yeah, he because he loves the big O. I I've watched I've watched a lot of anime. I watched a lot of anime when I was growing up, but I never watched Evangelion until just this week. I watched Evangelion. Oh, and now that I've yeah. actually watched Evangelion, I can see like the influence that it had on all the other shows I did watch. And one of them is Big O that you can definitely Mm -hmm. see the influence and especially the finale to it has a lot of Evangelion uh, like metaphysical kind of really weird uh, ness to it. So uh, but Mm. up until like the last third of the series, it is just giant robots fighting with a lot of mystery and a yeah. lot of kind of like noir kind of detective feel to it. That's really great. I love that. I love big O. Um, I also wanted to give a shout out to Mazinger. Uh, Mazinger Z is one of the original uh, piloted robot animes. Uh, it came out in the seventies was the, it was the one that kind of birthed, the Gundam, the the all of those, the the Robotechs, the all of those came from Mazinger, uh, Mazinger Z. Uh, that was the one that kind of birthed that in anime. Uh, so that was a good one. And then of course, Megas XLR. I don't know if you guys know what Megas XLR oh. is. Oh, I have I heard of it. it. I've heard of it. Yes, I loved Megas XLR. That was such a good show. It Wait, was. Are we saying? Hang on. Are we saying? Are we saying mega sex or mega? What are we saying? Megas. 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 Okay. I yeah. thought we were saying. I thought we were talking about mega sex. <laughs> no. Michael, no Michael is a big fan this of mega sex. Show. Uh, we're going to have well, to cut it, that out. Forget it. <laughs> we're going to have to cut that out. Well, it, ha- it, ha- it has been a while. Uh, so, Megas XLR. <laughs> 
is was on Cartoon Network for a while. It was a. It, oh, I recognize this. Okay. Yeah, it, it's a giant robot that was used in, in like a war against aliens, but then crash lands on Earth and a couple of kind of like uh, video game car nerds uh, rebuild the robot using parts from a hot rod. And so it has like this like blue with the flames and it's just like it's really it's really fun it's a fun show i want to cover it at some point on the podcast so i won't go too much into it but it is a lot of fun so i want to give a shout out to that one um i was about to say yeah because the um like the main the, the main lady she steals a prototype goes back in time and ends up in like the mid-2000s new jersey where she meets the guy where like the robot gets lost and gets by the and it gets found by the guys who put a car who it loses the head and then they put a car for a head right yeah it's it's such a it's such yeah, a I ridiculous love- and fun show i love it <laughs> no i will always remember when uh um i want to say his name is chip the the, the guy who pilots megas mm-hmm. i want to say that i remember there was one time where um like the because i always thought the inside of the car was so funny like there was a playstation style controller taped to the steering wheel mm-hmm. it was a stick shift where this where the knob was an eight ball and then he says hold on i need to go into manual mode and she's like you put a manual mode and he flips a few buttons he puts a glo- he puts gloves on, and then a DDR style dance pad pops up, uh-huh. and that's how and that's what manual mode is. Yeah, and, and Megas has an eight track player too, and built into him. It's mm-hmm. it's just like it's so it's such a crazy crazy show. I love it. Um, it is it is goofy. I need to rewatch that show. That show was so good. Yeah, it was really good. Um, the only one i want to talk about on i put it on my worst i don't think it's legitimately the worst but i put it on my worst only because i i have tried to watch this show twice and i have never been able to get into it and i don't know what it is and and you mentioned it earlier ben and i want you to oh i think i know i know exactly where you're going with this one in five minutes or less can you convince me to watch and give gurren lagan another shot so I will admit the first few episodes of Gurren Lagann are a little slow, but as you progress through the show, you get the you get themes of family, of brotherhood, um, the emotional impact of loss comes up, and essentially, the show is it's all about taking what you think your limits are and bursting through them to achieve the impossible. Um, at the core of a show, that's what Gurren Lagann is taking seeing something that looks taking us to a dire situation there's like no way out and just looking fate straight in the face and saying f you i'm not going to take your crap anymore and beating the snot out of it with some giant bombastic visuals it is a feast for the eyes especially later on in the second half of the series it is just not to spoil anything but there is a scene where two giant sized robots are fighting on top of a galaxy and are hurtling other galaxies at each other. It is so <laughs> bombastically fun. It is silly. It is there are parts of it that's like that looks dumb, but when you get into like the real nitty gritty, when the, a bunch of the emotional stuff comes up, you feel for these characters. Mm-hmm. I will admit the the very the, the first four episodes are a little slow. It, it is. I understand that. But that is a that is a small hump to get over, and you get into some great character beats. 
you're gonna feel for these characters and you're and you're and if you get through the whole thing you will cry at the end all right all right well then i definitely i will so, give it another yeah, shot Gur- yeah gurren lot I, I understand that the first few episodes they are slow i get that i hundred i understand it because when i because brandon first showed me the show when i went to visit him up in Mon- at his home in monterey when he lived up there and at first I'm like, I don't, I don't know, dude, I, this might not be for me. But as we kept watching it, I'm like, oh, that's cool. Oh, that's cool. What? They're doing, whoa, that is red. Oh man, that's so cool. Kick his ass, kick his ass. It was, <laughs> it was, it was a steady progression. Okay. So just, I mean, I know that people say, if you don't like the first three episodes of anime, stop watching it. Do the first five. Okay. For growing log on. Yeah, I had never gotten just, past the first just three. Try so. and power th- like, like, just try and power through, and trust me, you'll be like, okay, I want to know what's going on. All right. All right. Well, you have convinced me. Yeah. I will definitely uh, – I, I will watch Gurren uh, Lagan <laughs> and I will watch uh, one of the Gundam series uh, and see – and and, and – and I will come back and we'll have you back on and we will talk about them. <laughs> yeah. Hit up Brandon too. Cause Brandon also loves Gurren Lagan. He was the one who got me into it. So definitely hit him up. Yeah, I definitely will. He's, he's actually going to be guesting on our uh, podcast later on this month. So uh, I will talk to him about Woo! it. Cause I will try to watch it before, uh, before then. So I will, uh, yeah, I'll Woo! definitely talk to him about it. Uh, yeah, so I, I I don't know about you guys, but I have a few more on my like best of mechs list that I'll just like I'll just blast through really quickly. Yeah, uh, sure, go for, go for it. So I already talked. About this. So uh, number six, I have the Iron Giant. I absolutely love that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the design of the of the robot itself looks really good, but that I just put on there because it's one of my favorite movies. I love it. It's such a good film. Uh, five is Burning Gundam. That's the the that's from G Gundam. That's the mobile that's the mobile fire that Domo Kashu gets at the end mm-hmm. of, or near the halfway through the show and he ends the tournament with it just looks awesome it's the one that has we're talking about mechagodzilla right? kind of the the uh the, the wing looking things yeah yeah it does yeah. that's the one with the wing looking things yeah yeah um we already talked about mechagodzilla uh three and two number three is the wing gundam for how iconic it is and number two is the freedom gundam from gundam seed i love the design of the freedom gundam and also i love what it can do so the freedom gundam uh flies is uh it's an aerial mobile suit it can fly around but also it has a regular beam rifle a shield and four beam cannons two on its shoulders and two on its hips Uh. so when so when the show introduces the um the freedom gundam when its pilot the the main character show kira yamato flies in to to help his the um his friends from being destroyed uh like uh, they're facing down like hundreds upon maybe thousands of um enemy mobile suits a, like a core of them get wiped out in two seconds and here and in, in flies the freedom gundam just blasting shit left and right america <laughs> it, well funny enough it's not a... if well it sounds it sounds <laughs> you know what you would think that you would think i, I, uh, I honestly I, th- I would have thought that for a sec for a hot second the yeah. freedom gun but i'm looking at this thing and it does look it does look awesome. Yeah. Like yeah. this makes me want to go back and watch Gundam now because of the, just simply because of the suit designs. Yeah. That's uh, in, I mean, that shows up later in Gundam C that shows up. I want to say three quarters of the way through the show, but I mean, the, the first one that um, Kira pilots, the, the, the strike Gundam, it looks cool. Don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. the freedom is just so much better. 
Yeah. Like it is better than the strike in any way, shape and form. And that's, and to me, if, if there was like some way where like, or something was like, Hey, you get to pilot a Gundam, which Gundam do you want to pilot? I'm going to the freedom Gundam. I was like, I want to pilot that. Yeah. I can definitely see why. And number one, of course, Optimus Prime. Yep. I can definitely see why. All right. So, so, uh, yeah, I, so I think we've pretty much covered everything. Uh, I mean, there's a ton of mechs. I know we didn't cover everything. Uh, I mean, I wanted to put big guy and rusty in here. I love that show. And that was a great one. We didn't even talk about Mecha King Ghidorah really that much. Um, but, but just, we'll definitely have to come back and talk about some more best and worst. Um, final thoughts. The best Gundam is the dragon Gundam from g gundam uh <laughs> okay he looks cool the dragon gundam does look rad i still wouldn't say it's the best no no i, I just know, like the fa- the pharaoh gundam looks pretty awesome too pharaoh gundam was yeah i i, I always love the dragon gundam yeah. mainly because it reminded me of the dragon megatron design where the dragon arm you know, mm. dragon head that's on the arm, and he has two dragon heads for arms. So that's why I always liked liked uh, that one. But yeah, um, any uh, final thoughts that you guys want to share before we uh, kind of close this out? No, I'll let Ben go. I would say, hey, giant robots are awesome. Um, giant mechs are cool. Um, to me, I I know in a lot of anime recently that um, mechs have kind of like died down, uh, but. If you can find them, there's still some really good shows. Um, Travis mentioned Neon Genesis Evangelion a, a quite a few times. That is a really good show, but it's going to make you sound depressed. Let me tell you that one. That is a whew, that's a doozy. Yeah. Um, but there, there's so much Gundam that um, I want to say, I don't know if it was Michael or Travis who said that, that Gundam is not impenetrable. You might be, it, it looks intimidating because there's over 40 years of anime, 40 years of history, 40 years of lore, of politics, of so and so many different machines that it can get very easily, it's very easy to get lost in it all. Mm-hmm. But one thing I would say, if you love the genre, if you want to see giant robots fight, and there's also some good story into it, I would definitely say like, I mean, maybe not like turn your head around and put your hands over your eyes and just throw a dart, but just start with Universal Century or go with the alternate timelines. Gundam Double O, really good action show, really good politics or really good like political intrigue in there. Mobile mm-hmm. Fighter, you got a bunch, you got a bunch of countries fighting in a tournament. That's that's fun, or or even or even Gundam Build Fighters, the first anime I talked about. It's just about a bunch of kids who love Gundam are and are playing with Gundam. And if you're watching the show, it's like, hey, that gun plot looks very interesting. And you maybe Google it. It's like, oh, that's from this series. And you can maybe watch a few clips of it, see if you like it. There is just so much there. I feel I I feel that there is something for everyone who who likes this genre. So I, I know it's intimidating because I was because ner- even while I'm looking back at it now, and I haven't seen all of Gundam, I would love to see all of it, but I haven't. And there's just there is so much, but at the same time, it's like there's so much here. But that just means there's more for me to discover later down the line. So nice. give Gundam a shot. Give Giant Robots a shot. They're really awesome. Give Gundam a chance. Okay, never mind. Uh- <laughs> 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 I'll, I'll say that, you know, this is a, you know, we don't get a chance to talk about Giant Mechs all that often, at least on this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, other outside year? of like the big... 
once a year, yep. basically, yep. unless we pull out, <laughs> unless we pull out a random um, movie with a mech in it, like like a Godzilla movie or something like that. But I have always been fascinated by giant robots. I I you know I was the kid tinkering in school or in grade school, whatever. I would get the little robot kits and I would tinker with those uh, growing up. Um, I used, I learned how to use a soldering iron pretty early in life, at least in, I was grade school age when I learned how to use a soldering iron. So I've always been fascinated with, with technology and, and robots. And, um, that was a huge part of my, uh, me growing up with, with Power Rangers, Mecha and Godzilla and things like that, because there's always going to be mechs involved in those series. So yeah, I, I don't think we get to talk about mechs and robots as often as we, as I'd like to. Uh, and this discussion was, was really fun. And so I'm actually excited to go and try more Gundam because it's something that I have not been, I've not watched in probably a couple of decades at this point. So thanks to Ben, I think he's, he's made me a believer, or at least he's made me curious enough to go and watch, uh, some Gundam myself. So I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. Hey, Hey, Michael, Michael, hear me out. What? Mecca. What? Clifford. No. no. <laughs> See, no. Talk to no two on one this time, Travis. Move on. All right, all right. Uh, yeah. So that's uh, that's our thoughts on this. And like I said, we w- we're definitely going to come back to more giant robots, and we definitely want to uh, talk more because there's so much that we didn't get to cover. But uh, we're going to do the mailbag question or, or uh, letter that I had uh, next week because the conversation went kind of a little over time. But that's all right because we had fun uh so the only thing we're going to do now is ask the trivia question for next week because we like to ask trivia questions to hint to what our topics are each week and the trivia question is what recently aired series was animated by the same studio who worked on the godzilla anime trilogy hmm uh so And let me say, the quality is way better than the anime trilogy, just in the <laughs> actual animation. I enjoyed it. I yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're talking about the, the show that we're going to be talking about next week. You enjoyed a lot. Yeah, the show that we're going to be talking about next week. I the yeah, yeah. I I enjoyed it a lot. So we just kind of spoiled it a little bit by like saying it was a show. So yeah. well, I said what recently well, I think aired I know series. What you guys are talking about. Well, true. Like it's not it's not an easy. Michael, pay attention. Pay attention. Whatever. (laughs) So so uh, now I just want to say thank you so much, Ben, for being willing to come on this crazy, crazy podcast and putting up with us. (laughs) We have awesome. Just don't send me any more cursed images or you're never going to get me back again. (laughs) Uh, Please share that with everyone else over at fake nerds and tell them all that we love them and cannot wait to have them on our podcast (laughs) and hear, hear the reactions that they had to that image. In, in all seriousness, this was a blast, and I can't wait to talk uh, mixed with you again. It was, it was fun. Thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah. Oh, and, no problem. And it are, was a lot of fun. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, and are there any plugs that you want to share? 
Uh, sure, I can definitely plug away. Um, so like I we mentioned quite a bit during this this podcast, I am one of four co-hosts of the Fake Nerd Podcast. You can find us recording our show live on YouTube every Sunday. We tend to go pretty late. We start around like nine, ten o'clock at night because reasons where might be we might be doing this a little earlier, or because of other things. But we do we record our shows live because we're still in quarantine. We're not able to do our live shows anymore, which is really sucks. But the show goes on. You can mm-hmm. find a you can find us on uh, Twitter at fake nerd uh, fake nerd pod uh, Instagram at the same thing. You can email email us personally at fake at gmail.com. If you want to get in touch with me personally. My Instagram and Twitter is benmagnet27. You can find that. You can if you put that in there, you you're bound to find me somewhere. Uh, also, we didn't really talk about a whole lot of video games, which is totally fine because I'm a huge video game guy, and I also write for OldSchoolGamerMagazine.com. My newest article is up right now. It's about essentially should you use ga- uh, video game guides when you're playing retro video games? Because unfortunately, we're all adults, and time is very very limited, which really really sucks. I remember using. So yeah, those you can go ahead and uh, check that out right now. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, I try to play. A game. There are times where I'm playing a game and I try to go as blind as possible. But if I'm like a little bit stuck or I don't know where a thing is, I bust it out. Like my girlfriend and I, we were co-oping Super Mario World three, Super Mario three D World, <clears> and when we couldn't, there's like stars in each level. There's like three stars you have to find. If we can't find a star on our own, we just look it up and try to see where to get it. Because we just want to, we're, we're like, we don't have time to constantly do trial and error. We just want the damn thing and move on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, we will definitely include all the links to uh, all of your um, social medias. The Fake Nerd Podcast will include all of that in the show notes for anybody who's interested. They can check you out, check your shows out, uh, check your writing out, Woo-hoo. all of that. Uh, and uh, yeah, Ooh. so the only other thing to do is to thank everyone for listening and sharing this podcast with your friends. If you want to follow us on Twitter, we are at Kaiju Weekly and at Kaiju Groupie Pod. All the links to our social media as well as for the Kaiju Groupie Facebook group are are listed in the description of this episode. You can send questions, comments, or answers to trivia questions to our email, kaijuweekly at gmail.com. A big thank you to everyone who has supported Kaiju Ramen Magazine. Issue 2 is out, officially. Go check it out, kaijuramanmagazine.com. And if you want to help support this podcast and get some nice bonus content like our clickbait uh, extra podcast that we do where we talk about silly clickbait articles, uh... You know, giant monster related, tokusatsu related uh, clickbait articles. Uh, you can check out that at patreon.com slash kaiju weekly pod. Yep. And if there's, if you guys want to support this podcast, there's one more thing you can do is you can head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five star review. You can comment about us all you want to in your uh, actual review of the show. But as long as you make it five stars worth, we will read that feedback on a future episode. And what that's going to do is get the, that's going to put this show in front of other kaiju, tokusatsu, and giant robot fans just like you. Yep. And you better do it or else I, Skeletor, will send you cursed images. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And so to close out this episode, I'm going to say help control the giant robot population. Have your skull Gundams spayed or neutered.
<laughs> Actually, shouldn't the one from Transformers be neutered since he's got big brass balls? Oh yeah, yes. Devastators have 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 your devastators, devastators spayed or neutered. <laughs> yeah. Goodbye, everybody. Later, guys.